It's like, hey, welcome to a special midnight edition of Pixel Response. I'm your host. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this podcast Pixel Response. Welcome. Oh, this is, this is uh, I have, I am, this is kind of a big blind spot in my childhood, so I get what you mean, but only just. I, I have not, I've watched one episode. Gotcha. In my entire life as of now, so yeah. Apparently Ryan Gosling is in one, but not he is. season. Actually, so. all Canadian actors that are decently big or have been have been in an episode, basically. Ryan Reynolds? Uh, maybe not Ryan Reynolds. I'm not sure, though. Ellen Page? I know Ellen Page was in some sort of TV movie about a haunted computer that I, w- <laughs> I want to see now. So you know what? Maybe but, she was. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if she is. I know she was in Pit Pony, apparently, which was a TV show. In what was it called? Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. That what? was that's what it was. No, not Alone in the Dark. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh right, that's right. Alone in the Dark is a video game. And the movie, Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of the dark? Television network YTV. I don't think she was in one. But what was that weird computer movie? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Mia Kirshner, Bobcat, Goldthwait, what? Ryan Gosling, Nev Campbell, Hilary Swank, Melissa Joan Hart, Frank Gorshin, Hayden Christensen. Um, I'm just skipping people that aren't really that big. <laughs> Jay Baruchel, Jules State. Oh, Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert from, Gottfried. Uh, from Firefly. Gilbert Gottfried, Tatiana Lee. Yeah. And Colin Ferguson. I recognize that name, but I can't remember where. Okay. Man, this isn't even that long before she became famous. I downloaded a ghost from 2004. I've heard of that, actually. Yeah. This sounds great, but it's probably not. But I still want to watch it. Is it wrong to download a movie called I Downloaded a Ghost? (laughs) That has, like, some bad connotation with it, right? Maybe. It's, like, extra haunted. Yeah, yeah, and it's not not only a ghost; it's also like a computer virus. It's the yeah. worst. I downloaded a ghost and a computer virus. There you go. Oh man, could you imagine? Yeah, downloading oh, a ghost. There's bad CG in this movie. Alan Page wins a trophy. <laughs> she wins a trophy. Well, I don't know. There's a screen cap from it where she's holding a big trophy. So something happened. Movies. Okay, hey, hey guys, welcome to August twenty sixth of twenty thirteen. That's the day of the year. Um, it is Monday. Everyone, yeah. it's Monday. Doesn't so we have the still made it on time. It's Monday, but I am late because of uh, employment reasons. How did that so go? It went pretty great. I'm happy about how it went. Are you willing to share online? I don't think I'm just- supposed to. With some, like, just because it's not like an official thing yet. But I think it went well. Wink, 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 wink. You know? Sure. No, but like, are you willing to share where it was? So oh, uh, even if it doesn't work out, it's like, yeah, I didn't get it. Okay, movie theater. 
Oh, okay. Which one? Uh, like which brand, I guess, not like which location. Yeah, I checked Empire today. They have like 11 openings in the entire country, and that none of them are in this province. That's hilarious. Are they all in like Toronto? Uh, some of them, like, no, it's pretty spread out. Like Nova Scotia, um, I think Winnipeg, BC, like just all around us, but not here. So, mm. what am I? So gonna Cineplex, do? right? So I went with Cineplex, yeah. Um, and nothing special really, but it's something, and I've had nothing for long enough to where I was getting a little nervous. So yeah. It's a reason to wake up in the morning. Well, I mean, I'd still wake up. Well, actually, no, you're right, because I would wake up, but it would sometimes be the early afternoon, because who cares? But <laughs> you wouldn't have a reason, I mean. like you Not don't... a good reason, other than I should probably watch some movies or something. I, okay. I only watched half of John Carpenter's Vampires. What happens at the end? You know, like, shitty reasons like that. Sure. So, yeah, no, it's a much better reason to do things. Like, it, it just provides a framework, like a skeleton for your life, instead of just, I don't know, chaos, whatever. Sure. Yeah, so hopefully that'll Well, and then all the days seem to blend in together, because, like, you don't have time. Oh, and they just fly past so weird. Like, it's just like, wait, it's already, it's already Monday again? What? Yeah. All right, like, the amount of notable events that happened between this week and last week is, like... 12 and i wrote down all of them so like you know nothing nothing really i played a whole lot of miasmata <laughs> there you go but see like at the same time i'm unable to do stuff like that because there's nothing constraining my t- time not doing things important so it's just like yeah i spent six hours doing that sure it's good it was important important stuff i watched pet cemetery again why it's it's just a, like for part of this is like I've been looking for good background movies while I'm like polishing a resume or clicking through like uh Reddit the, or something. Yeah, well, no, mostly like application forms are just really redundant. So if you're gonna apply to like six six locations of a thing, it's just the same thing six times. So you don't need to really be paying attention. Or last week I was also editing the top down perspective episode we did, so it's like do a process on that, sit for five minutes while it's doing it, and watch shitty horror movie you know it worked out but yeah pet cemetery i watched exactly one year ago and i fondly recalled the old guy in that movie yeah so i wanted to see that again and perfect that guy's great sometimes dead is better lewis he says that (laughs) sometimes dead is better yeah and he's right because oh man dude just doesn't learn he just keeps burying stuff there keeps coming back and causing ruckus It's, it's gotta learn unless you're in dota 2 then dead is not better than anything oh, okay that's true how does what so dead is better always no or what do you mean no okay. unless you're unless you're in dota 2 then dead is not better than anything else you could be doing oh, okay you'd rather not be dead you'd rather be sitting there doing nothing than be dead because mm-hmm. it means you just gave the other team an advantage all right so that's feeding you you fed them exactly Okay. They I, ate you. They ate you. Mm-hmm. In the jungle? No, I think I'm mixing. Jungle eating? Yeah. Is that a thing? If eat. you were stuck in the jungle, what would you take to eat? Um. Well, if my name is Robert Hughes, I apparently don't need to eat. That's sure. a Miasmata joke for all the fans out there. There you go. Mm. A little wink and a nod. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, coconuts or something? Like vegetables, probably? No, see, the right answer is a machete, because then you can actually get that stuff. Oh, okay, so have a machete? Yeah. Because the way you <laughs> eat a machete. Down, you eat the machete. I know. Like, I worded it so bad. 
Okay, no, having a machete would be a good jungle tool. I, I suppose you're right there. But um, you think beef jerky would be good in a jungle? I think it would probably dehydrate you, which is what you don't want. Yeah, unless you have a really reliable source of fresh water. Um, like, if it's the rainforest, you're probably okay, right? Yeah, I guess so. Because you could just, in theory, stand there and open your mouth when it rains because monsoons and shit. Yeah, man, I'd be a little at ill at ease in a rainforest jungle, though, just with the amount of weird wildlife all around. Like, how yeah. many of those frogs and bugs and crap are poisonous? Well, and stuff they're still, like, finding out even lives in there because nobody really goes in and comes out, <laughs> like, like the all the way. Jungle. Yeah, no, I don't know. That would be not a pleasant experience, probably. Do you think initially exciting and then almost immediately terrifying as well? Do you think if you were abandoned and stuck in the middle of a rainforest, if you ever got out, you would want to do stuff again, like use Twitter or the internet, or would you just be at the point where it's like, no, I'm gonna go down the street and look for stray dogs to kill and eat because that's what I know now. <laughs> I don't know if that would be so much of your pattern that you'd have to revert back to that. Like, I unless I'm killing stuff or climbing up trees, I don't know what's going on. But at the same time, like with enough of a significant break from that kind of always online mentality, hopefully you'd be free of it. Like you would never even care, right? Yeah, you'd probably just be fine without that stuff, I should hope. Like I'm almost like wondering how much I even need that stuff. And I'm ostensibly an online, like, you know, podcast man. Guru. Yeah, I do stuff on the internet, but at the same time... I hate the term guru, like when people on their like Twitter profiles or whatever are like, social media marketing guru. It's just like, so it means you sit there all day with Twitter open while you do other stuff. Got it. Yeah, you're, you're just devaluing the term guru. Yeah. Some some guy studied Hinduism for like 20 years and now lives in a, you know, what would you call it? A shrine somewhere? Yeah. It's like, he's a guru. That guy knows a thing like t- like to the all of it or like people stuck in the rainforest for most of their lives i'm pretty sure they're a guru because they've had to live survivalist guru yeah yeah whereas like yeah the internet is changing all the time so i guess if you're saying you're trying to keep up with that stuff but i'm sure there's like seven different apps i don't have that are the hotness or like i tried snapchat that thing is garbage yeah i don't like I don't it either why anyone thought that was the thing but that was a thing vine i don't make those should I make those? I've watched some. They're okay. Vine, I think, would be okay if you had Wi-Fi everywhere always. Yeah, or you have, like, the most data in the world. Well, like the U.S. or whatever, if you have a free data plan or whatever, yeah. no cap. But, like, here, it's basically... I remember I loaded it up once, I uh, followed a few people, and then, like, you know how if you look at your Facebook app or Twitter or whatever, there's a timeline, and you can see everything, and then you scroll down for more and whatever... Yeah. So I just wanted to look at the timeline for a second, and I almost hit my data cap for the day automatically. Right, it just starts loading all these little videos. It loads here. all of them. There's no, like, just screenshot at, like, a really low-resolution GIF file or something, and then you can see, oh, that looks interesting. Click. It loads yeah. it. Yeah. No, that, that tripped me up. Like, it just came out while I was out at the Game Jam. So I had no Wi-Fi there, and I just was like, oh, I got to check out the new latest hot trend on the Internet. And then, like, a couple weeks later, got my phone bill, and I went way over, like, yeah. one time. Like, I, I viewed, like, three and uploaded one, and just shouldn't have done that. But that was enough. That was that was enough vining for me to sure. like, get burned hard enough to wander off. 
but I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you're sitting at home with Wi-Fi, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. And people are making YouTube compilations of like 30 of them. So it's just like, here you That's go, man. Weird. Some of the best vines I've found. I've never heard of that. That's amazing, kind of, though. Yeah, it kind of makes it maybe a little easier to just kind of see what that's about in giant chunks. So it's just like, what happened? What was the top cream of the crop on Vine in the past month? Someone on YouTube will help me find this information. Yeah. Instead so, of having to scroll through like or subscribe to like 50 people. Sure. And help I, they do I don't like doing that anymore either. No, I know. But like even on Twitter, like the people I want to keep track on, like you just tweet too damn much, guys. Jeez. Like some of them, yeah. Yeah. Like even you know smart. Like or maybe I need to further specialize my list. Like I have a video game people list, and maybe I need to make like you know game theorists or you know commentators review people or this guy made a game. Just have Jonathan Blow on his own list. Paul? Hello? Yeah. Hey. Oh no. What's happening, Brittany? Internet. It's happening. It's betrayal. Anyway. Twitter problems. That is the thing. I find the video game industry, quote unquote, people are the worst for that too. Paul? Hey. For tweeting too much? Or what we... Oh. What? There. Hello? There was a mod like, earlier. Hey, Paul. There was a mod? Oh, um, Brittany was, is looking at Reddit, and I'm explaining a joke that is a reference to another thread from earlier. Ah. Uh, yeah, because that's what happens sometimes. If you're not on there all the time, it'll soon make no sense at all. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> were you just saying game people tweet too much, or no? Yeah, I would say that um, video game people seem to be the worst for that too, where they just like tweet nonstop. Yeah, the indie developers don't as much. Yeah, unless I mean, you're I try... Aloka, I guess he retweets and tweets quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Just I seem to kind of. I, th- I think I only tweet like three, four times a day, typically. Yeah. There's a lot of weird automatic stuff going up. I don't know. But like, I, I don't know. I'll even start a tweet sometimes. It's just like, I don't know. This isn't even worth expressing. Delete. Like, this is... Sure. Cares. So, I don't know. Maybe if other people did that more. I don't know. I'm not trying to criticize any specific one person, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> movies. I guess I was... I think I was tweeting about boys from Brazil quite a bit because that was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was weird enough to warrant some mentions, but I don't know. Like I saw other stuff this week that you know, like I liked The World's End, for example, that new movie that came out. It was good, but I don't need to really run down all the things in it. Like you know, just go watch it. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy those lines for yourself. I walked in not knowing anything about it except for that there was like a pub crawl thing going on. Oh, fantastic. Okay, we, we saw it with somebody who that was also the case. Yeah. So they were just, like, blown away by how strange it goes. Yeah. Just, oh, you didn't know that there was... Should we even say? Or I, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It's in all the marketing. I'm just amazed you missed that. 
I don't look at marketing anymore, though. I don't watch trailers. I don't watch TV. Oh, okay. And I barely ever look at anything on the internet. Okay. So if maybe if we could preserve this experience for other people. Um, yeah, a bunch of friends get together after like 20 years and go on a pub crawl in this t- town they grew up in. That they never finished before. Yeah, they like, they didn't finish. They made it like nine twelfths, like three quarters of the way through. Yeah, nine twelfths. Simplification, guys. That's there like you go. Early math lessons, right there. Let's say seventy five percent. Yeah, seventy five percent of the pubs they successfully stopped at. Well, at least some of them. Uh, some dropped out further back than that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's always kind of stuck in the craw of this one guy, Gary King, who is an alcoholic. Who's yeah? He's, Let's make that clear first of all. <laughs> Yeah, the movie makes that clear pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, he's kind of a burnout. He hasn't accomplished a lot in. He's 20 kind of years. just like a douchebag too. Like, I really liked him though. I I somehow just got into what he was about pretty quickly, even well, though he's, he wasn't he's about kind of, anything really. No, it's, I know, but he's he's about just kind of being like not selling out, staying who you always were, being a teenager essentially. But now he's like forty, and that's depressing. Sure. But I don't know. I I don't want to say exactly like a lot of debate around this movie seems to come down to the ending. I will say I really like what that does for his character. Like it just yeah. a great place where it's like the world has kind of figured its way into matching what Gary King is about. Sure. And that, that's fantastic to see. Which and of maybe might he's bother the king him. of it. He's now. the king. Yeah, he is. He always was. He always was. Always will be. Yeah. Head of his time. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So it starts as just kind of like a s- relatively straight British comedy about uh, friends meeting up after all these years and kind of, you know, learning, catching up and riffing on each other and remembering the good old days or whatever. And then it goes into strange directions, as is often the case in Edgar Wright films, I suppose, is safe to say. But um, if you don't know what happens, then go check it out before you know, because that might help even. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But, like, in the back of your mind, you always know, well, this isn't going to be standard because of the people involved. Yeah, yeah. But, I I did. Yeah. I enjoyed the first half hour, though, where it is just uh, with Nall and I kind of comedy, where it's just, like, British men talking to each other. Yeah. No, I really like how they're really bringing British sensibilities and comedy over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and doing like that for an American audience, even though like, I don't know what showing you saw, but the showing we went to, there wasn't a whole lot of people that were really like laughing at a lot of this stuff, even though I thought it was great because like British comedy is so weird with the timing that like, (laughs) if you're not used to it, maybe it seems off putting or not funny, but it's quite hilarious when you get used to it. I don't know. I don't, our, our crowd was pretty receptive to a lot of the big laughs that happened. Um, at least past maybe past that first half hour. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't. I was enjoying pretty much the whole thing, but the audience seemed to be really reacting to some of the stuff that happens later. But um, yeah, I've I've definitely had an experience with a British comedy where the crowd just was not feeling it. Uh, that was uh, the trip with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Like there were maybe twelve people at the beginning of that show, and like turn around at the end of it, like I think all of them had left. <laughs> like midway through that movie. (laughs) That's maybe a little drier, a little weirder than like, or not weirder, obviously, but like a little, yeah, just dry, I guess is the word. It's just like too existential and like meta or something 
like, are they actors or characters? I don't know. This isn't funny in a way. Uh, I'm going to leave. That seemed to be happening. This, I don't know. I didn't see that happening at this one. But uh, maybe a bit more accessible then. And also, it's like bigger people. Like, I mean, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Have Nick been Frost, yeah. I mean, you know, Simon Pegg with Star Trek and stuff, pretty high profile. And then, uh, I guess, Martin Freeman with Sherlock and everything lately and The Hobbit. Like, that dude's pretty big. Yeah. So, they're they're big names now. They're, they're getting there. Um, i trying to think who else kind of shows up periodically. Well, like, Pierce Brosnan uh, as their guidance counselor. So, he was James Bond for a while. If he was. Yeah. And the Matador. Mm-hmm. He was in the Matador as well. Just, just to bring that up out of nowhere. <laughs> Remember the Matador with Greg Kinnear? Yeah, yeah, Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually no. I'm, I'm gonna make sure it's clear. I was, I went into the Matador like pretty excited because I hadn't seen it for like years after it came out, and like people had been saying great things about it for like six years at the time. It's, it's not that great. Yeah, it's okay, but it, it was kind of less than amazing. Sure, I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't know what I expected, but it was like so well regarded when it first came out by some people that I just kind of mis misunderstood what the what it was what the hype was about, I guess. I, I don't know. Not a lot happens. It's just like he's a hitman, you know, he meets this guy and whatever. Like for a movie about a hitman, not a lot of anything happens relating to gunplay or such. You know? I, I need a little bit of my a little bit of that ultra violence in there maybe. That's what I expect. So yeah, you don't just it. a little bit. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. Like, you know, hey, maybe I should have been watching Saw 2 this whole time. Because I watched that. Did so you? Transition. I watched Saw 2 this week. Weird, well, okay. Yeah. But, but, have you seen it before? No. Okay. This was another uh, background editing movie, though, so I was only partially paying attention to it at times. That's probably for the best. Yeah, but I still picked up on, like, oh, that twist. Oh, man. Who could have seen that coming? Oh, with, uh, what's her name? Yeah, The Apprentice. No, what's her actual name? I can't remember. I don't remember. Isn't it like Shawnee something? No, I don't know. It's nobody. Oh, is it the character's name, or are you saying the actress? Her, the actress. She was in Becker. Do you remember that movie, or that TV show? Ted Danson. Oh, about the doctor? Yeah. No, yeah, I remember that show. She was the aloof nurse type person or whatever in that show oh cool no yeah. I, I don't remember this this actress's name she she plays uh someone from the first movie who was apparently in a trap and escaped and then yeah the the meth prostitute or whatever yeah becomes yep. really intrigued by jigsaw's whole thing shawnee smith that's what it is what is it shawnee smith okay awesome uh donnie Wahlberg's that guy's so good. So That's good. not true. I'm just lying. I should really explain why I watched any of this. I watched Dead Silence because I was told the ending is hilarious. True. I can't um, remember the seen... ending. I have seen it, yes, but I didn't like You've it. You've seen Dead Silence, the yes. doll movie? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, one that, like, you can't say anything or make noise, right? Or it'll kill you? I'm trying to think what it's whole... Oh, you're not supposed to scream... Or it'll rip out your tongue. Yes. Yeah, there's this uh, ventriloquist doll that is basically possessed by this uh, ventriloquist lady who wanted to turn herself into a doll. Sure. In the 20s or something. 
and she is basically harassing this one dude and his family for decades or something. Um, it is it, the reason I guess I checked it out is it is the James Wan, the director of the first Saw movie, and more recently The Conjuring and Insidious and all that. So he's had a good streak of stuff lately. So it's like, hey, what's what's the, what are some of this guy's formative years? What what happened? Um, that movie's not totally devoid of okay stuff, but it's kind of just really dumb. Like it it was like maybe like a high budget Tales from the Crypt episode or something at best at times, you know. But I had okay, I okay with it. Um, and yeah, that dumb twist ending at the end is super dumb. So what's the twist ending? Uh. Yeah, I'm a, okay. Spoilers for Dead Silence, seven-year-old horror movie. Um, that's I guess, not very good either. That's not very good, so I might be saving you some time. But if you if you're intrigued by you know, hey, Ventrocostal, that's awesome. That sounds great. Um, it's available on Canadian Netflix. So if you can yep. figure that out, and skip ahead maybe two minutes because this isn't going to take very long. Yeah. Um. So at the end of the movie, they reveal that for much of the film, that the main character's father was actually a puppet. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the evil stepmom carved out his innards and turned him into a ventriloquist dummy. That's and so good. Him, and that's the thing that freaks out the main character enough to finally scream at the end, so his dog gets ripped out, and he gets turned into a doll, too. So good. So good. It's actually kind of great. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that was final minutes. Like, that was the reason this movie was, like, pitched to me, basically. It was like, it is really stupid, but man, that ending. And I was like, all right, you got me. Like, I need to see what happens now. And you don't feel like you were ripped off, because that ending makes up for all of it. It swings for the fences in stupid, stupid ways, and it was was pretty funny. Like, it was was pretty great. Sure. And whatever, like, there's some, like, stylistic flair here and there in that movie. Like, it is not a complete waste of time, but it is kind of one of those... Or movies we kind of need to know it's not going to be like a stellar experience. It's mostly terrible, but not without some merit, I guess. I don't know. I've, like, I mean, I think I've brought this up before, but I've been reading Stephen King's book about horror yeah. recently called Dance Macabre. I just finished it this week, and in there he basically says this, makes the same observation like 30 years earlier, where if you're a fan of horror movies, you're kind of going to have to dig through a lot of terrible stuff. And you'll kind of build up a tolerance to shittiness that some average moviegoers might not have. Oh, you don't build up a tolerance. You actually build up a love for them. Like, a, yeah, a bit of a taste for it. Like, it's just like, this is great, terrible. This is actually, this is the, this is it right here. And like nine times out of ten, the person you say that to will be like, you're an idiot. This movie is a total waste. But yeah, I guess maybe if you're a horror person, you might also find something of interest in here i don't know if i'd consider myself you won't but i'm getting there i would consider myself one and you won't just that ending that ending's enough that ending is the thing so if someone has done good work and posted the last five minutes of that movie to youtube maybe just watch that you don't really need context because it does that great in case you weren't paying attention here's the flashbacks necessary to understanding this twist thing sure so it spells out exactly everything you need to know in the final minutes. You know what kind of does that, too? Like all the Shyamalan movies? Dark Skies. What is Dark Skies? Is that the, the Nazi thing? No, it's Iron Sky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you what not is- see Dark Skies? It was like... Birds? No, no. there was a trailer a long time ago. Oh, or wow. When the movie came oh, out. 
Yeah, Carrie Russell and Aliens? Yeah. Okay. And derpy kind of... It has an insidious kind of feel to it, where it's like all this weird shit's happening, we don't know what to do, kind of a paranormal activity feel to it as well. Okay, okay. But, um... Aliens, dude. They're there. Aliens. The trailer basically makes it clear it's aliens, so I don't think... Oh, no, they for sure do. Okay, do they make that seem like a reveal in the movie? No, that's not a reveal. I mean, it is to the characters, but you kind of knew all along because you're watching a movie about aliens, so it's going to be aliens. Okay, is it good alien stuff? Is it worth checking out? Um, yes and no, maybe. Like, paying money for it, like if you bought it on Blu-ray, you might have got had. Okay. If you, like... Don't go that far. If you can watch it on Netflix or, like find some internet site that might have it or like something like that yeah it's probably okay because it's only about an hour and a half long i guess that's a big factor for me too is it's like all right is this more than two hours because no come on like yeah okay no it's not the acting in a lot of parts are really dumb but it has jk simmons in it as like the crazy alien guy that actually knows what's going on Mm -hmm. so that's kind of great but like like this almost like there was a pretty mediocre movie in like 2004 or something called The Forgotten. The Forgotten, yeah. Moore. Yep. And I still kind of enjoyed that because the final reveal was Yo Aliens. So I have a pretty high enthusiasm for Aliens. So that might kind of boy. That's not the final reveal in this though. Like the aliens right, but I mean anything kind sick. of riffing on extraterrestrial business like that's already more interesting to me than nine plots out of ten. Right. So yeah. Like I could that get into, I could get into how it ends, but I don't know but, if you'd want that or not. No, I think the, the trailers earlier this year were silly enough that it was like, yeah, let's watch that. That looks silly. Let's, let's watch that. So I might. I mean, basically, you know the whole time that they're going after one of the kids. The kid. Yeah, the kid. What about him? No, like the whole time. You basically know the whole time they're going after one of the kids, like the kid. Okay. And uh, they just play on that after, and it's not a huge reveal, and it's kind of obvious about three quarters through. So, I don't know. It's not a huge spoiler or anything, but I'm not going to say it anyways. I don't know. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's only okay, though. Who's all in? I mean, other than Carrie Russell, like, who who are the... Josh Hamilton. Oh, man, awesome. Okay. And uh, J.K. Simmons are like... The, I like J.K. Simmons. Are so. the bigger names. This Dakota Goyo or whatever that plays one of the kids. Apparently he's been in something else, but... Okay. I don't know what that could be. In fact, I'm looking it up right now. Real Steel. He's apparently the kid in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I was excited for Real Steel and I started amping up that kids presence in all the movie trailers i kind of scared off of that movie despite hearing it's pretty great yeah yeah Brittany just gave thumbs up to real steel so apparently real steel is fantastic i just i don't know that kid bothered me like, what there's a kid in this movie kid actors in general i agree with you a lot of the time yeah there's there's exceptions like the kid in mud is really good but that is the exception to the rule yeah so yeah um Okay, so Dark Skies. I forgot that was the name of that movie. It gets so. one thumbs up out of two. Okay. It's completely that's, that's mediocre. Five out of ten. 
perfect. That's exactly where I like it. Five out of ten. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'd go. I, I think I actually would put it around there, even though some people declare it total garbage. The happening. Okay, I'm just trying to remember which one this is. Is this Nick Cage? No, this That's is knowing, M.I. Shyamalan. Right? What? That's Knowing or whatever? Knowing is legitimately great. We won't get into why here, but yes, Knowing is a movie about, yeah, the end of the world and stuff starring Nick Cage. This is The Happening starring Mark Wahlberg about plants? Yes, I do remember this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. good. It is kind of spectacularly bad at times, but... Not even really enough to make it worth watching, though. Not really, but at the same time, Mark Wahlberg's clueless performance is kind of worth seeing if you're a fan of seeing acting gone wrong, maybe. Like, he's just wrong. That's what he does. Hey, let's get meat-headed guy to play a science teacher. And just like, this is already off to an amazing start. And yeah, amazing stuff comes out of his mouth for 90 minutes and then it's over. And Zoe Deschanel is not much better in there. It, it's just a weird casting choice. Oh, you mean Katy Perry? Hmm? Oh, you mean Katy Perry, because those two look exactly the same. So yeah. I'm pretty sure they're the same person. Yeah, so it might have been her scenes, I'm not really sure. But, uh, it's, yeah, essentially. Um, I think Katy Perry has <laughs> yeah. bigger tits, though. I guess, but, you know, there's some close-ups and stuff, so you can't really keep track of that the whole time. You know, interchangeable. Um, sure. But, uh, I'm sure there's some new girl fan that's really upset about us right now, but, but I, I don't, yeah. So I just know she's, she's a person. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, he has had a tough couple years, I guess. Um, eight years, maybe. Gradually getting angry, angry at him to the point where After Earth was kind of a bomb this past summer. And I guess he's kind of done. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure he'll find work somewhere. But, uh, I, I don't know. I liked Signs. Remember that one? Signs, I liked. Um, if you like Signs, you might find something in Dark Skies. It does very much the methodical, like, we don't know what this is, but we got to kind of prepare for it. Oh, okay. So it does that, okay? Like, if we're going to go based on that, both movies do the, like, alien reveal quite late and to the end, almost. Okay, like, what do they look like? Yeah, and, like, okay. when there's an actual, like, encounter sort of thing, everything else is very much, like, cloak and dagger. They're just kind of, like, fucking with them. Yeah, like, we just missed them. Or, like, some weird <laughs> effect of them being around is happening, but you don't actually see. Exactly. Cool, cool. All right, that sounds... That's a comparison point, actually, that I don't know if anyone had made. Probably. But I just didn't pay much attention to Dark Skies. But anyways, yeah, yeah Shyamalan, uh, since Sixth Sense, I think he's been struggling to find his footing... To find something that people will talk about as highly regarded. Yeah, it's kind of that thing where you peak too early and everyone will be kind of measuring you up to that one. Well, it's because the problem is he does the same formula for every movie. Yeah, or at least he relied upon it way too often early in his career, so everyone expects the twist now. Like, that is his thing now. To the point where it's a terrible, run-out internet joke. Um, But yeah... Uh, I like the village for different reasons than he normally does. I never even saw it. It's it's yeah it's it's another movie where I guess there is a late plot reveal that kind of changes some things, but it still holds up as a story if you watch it again. Which I don't know if I would actually say about some of them. Sure. You know? Um, whereas the happening, uh, 
like it's not so much a reveal as to what's going on, although I guess it tries to do that. But when it does, it kind of becomes a bad joke. It's it's weird. It's you know, I, in view of it, like now, like back in two thousand eight, like I, I don't remember. I, I definitely saw it and just kind of shrugged it off and forgot about it. But like looking at it now, maybe it's almost sort of maybe refreshing to see uh, any kind of apocalyptic scenario that does not involve flesh eating people zombies aliens or like vampires or something yeah like it's like all right plants emitting some weird pheromone thing that causes people to hurt themselves at least i haven't seen that before yeah dumb but at least it's something i haven't seen it's grounded a little bit more in reality too maybe i mean the way it's expressed is still kind of just silly here and there or like they're just some ill-conceived dialogue and sequences and stuff. Like they've run into this weird hermit lady, and like everything she says is just kind of weird. And I don't know. Like it's only ninety minutes, but it still kind of drags. And I, I still can't definitely not wholeheartedly endorse it or anything. But at least sure. it has a thing or two in it that I have not seen a bunch. So it is kind of a waste of time, though. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready for robots. I think that should be the next wave of things we see again. I mean, I know Terminator's been here this whole time, but I, I'd rather see... I almost gave a spoiler, but yes. Yeah, I'd rather just see <laughs> murdering machines than people again. Like, I'm I'm tired of... Uh, zombies, they're just... I, I don't know. I just... Between all the media I consume, like, maybe that's the worst part. Like, you know, there's someone out there who only watches movies, so they're like, ah, it's not that bad. There's only been a couple this year. World War Z. It's like, yeah, but if you also play video games and also read comics and also watch TV, it's just everywhere. Yeah, The Walking Dead specifically. Yeah, like it's just it's getting it's getting a bit much. So, and I've been saying that for years. Like complaining about how played out zombies are is played out now because it's been played out for so long. So I don't even know what to say anymore. Well, zombies were played out in the nineties. Probably, yeah, maybe they were. Really? Yeah, okay. all all the Romero movies and all the copycat movies like that. The those are already happened. The what's are, what's the called the Return of the Living Dead series that was kind of more spoofy and like gore porn than like actual horror. Yeah, a lot of stuff like, did zombies back then. Just going back to older stuff, like it's just you know where weird possessed children or something. Well, I guess there's been plenty of those too, but I'm specifically referring to uh, Village of the Damned type shit. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Like, even if that movie is kind of bad, like the, the 90s Carpenter one, like, it's still just like, yeah, whatever, man. This is not a zombie. You know what's kind of cool about Children of the Corn? I should watch Children of the Corn. I've been thinking about watching Children of the Corn for a while. Okay, then never mind. Okay, but you're saying that's that's different? Yeah. Like, no, like, Jeepers. I mean, it's pretty uh, obvious, I guess, because of the content. But, yeah. like, those kids aren't possessed in that. They're just a cult. Okay. Which is kind of nice. Like, yeah, it's kind of nice that it's just like, no, this is just like outsiders coming in at the wrong time, at this wrong place. Yeah. And now these people that grew up with this way of thinking have to, like, sacrifice someone for their harvest or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, yeah. it's nothing yeah. to do with paranormal stuff, just crazy people. Like Rosemary's Baby, weird cult. They just they just mm-hmm. love Satan. Like just, just They just them. love Satan. Exactly. Yeah, they just think he's so cool, and they just want to hang out, and maybe they'll sacrifice you. So don't, you know, maybe watch out. Maybe watch out. But yeah, I've been thinking Jeepers Creepers. I'm going to go back and watch that. Jeepers Creepers is fantastic. It's that movie is so good. Man. It's just, 
that's I don't see those. He drives a giant and, truck like it's amazing. Yeah, he's got a big crazy truck. He can fly. It's just stupid. But at least they made a thing. They kind of ginned up their own monster. I'd rather see that. So there's a game uh, that's out that I've been meaning to play. Like, it's been out forever. Yeah. I've been meaning to play it recently because the more I remember back on it and looking up old trailers of it and stuff, I just want it so bad right now. It kind of goes in line with what you're talking about. And it's obvious right now I'm padding because I'm trying to find what the name was because I kind of forgot it. It's called Ill Bleed. Okay. On the Dreamcast. And it's basically just like a house of horrors thing like each... but like all manner of horrors yeah no but like um so the basic premise is that there's like this horror movie fan club or something at the school mm-hmm. and then three of the students or whatever go in and the leader of it's like no nah, i'm good but like they all got tickets for it and then they go missing so three days later she goes in to see if she can find and help them or whatever okay. and um each level is a different quote unquote movie theme in this yeah. theme park and the idea is there's uh, no real combat like the combat's really bad so it's mostly just uh you're investigating this creepy these creepy like movie themed horror movie themed like attractions or whatever and there's traps everywhere so you have a health bar and a, a like heart bar or whatever like there's you can die from mental shock or from bleeding oh. out like your guy gets too scared yeah, but, like, everywhere you go, there's, like, traps and stuff, so you gotta use this, like, these glasses that find them so that it negates any, like, damage you take from it. But I really like that idea where it's just, like, walking through a haunted house, and, like, there are a few enemies, but really the thing that will kill you is just being scared of all the weird shit going on. Okay. So, yeah. It's just one of those stupid-looking games that's like, no, if you want, like, thought-provoking horror or something, you'll probably go with Silent Hill, because there's a story underlying that and dealing with, like, someone's psyche and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to walk through a haunted house and, like, there's blood and gore and weird shit everywhere, it's yeah. this game, and I want that game, so... Ill Bleed? Ill Bleed. I-L-L-B-L-E-E-D. Is it the way it plays comparable to Resident Evil or anything, or... Apparently, it's not tank controls. Okay. You should look up a trailer for it, though, like, later. Yeah, Dreamcast, like, I don't remember hearing about it. Because the trailer for it is amazing. It It's a trailer like it would be for, like, an old B-movie drive-in thing. Okay. So it's just fantastic. But Huh. Horror Weird. games. I, this is the first I've ever heard of this. Do you own it, or is it just a game you played back in the day? I never played it. Okay. So, huh. no, I don't own it, but I have acquired it somehow. Maybe you oh, should just okay. come over and we should play it. Okay, I'll Stream check it Stream it or something. Weird horror game. Hey, what's that? What's that? I guess, like, speaking of Monster Club, what is that movie that's, like, post-Goonies, but it's about a bunch of kids who have uh, affinity for monsters and go looking for monsters? There's, like, Dracula and the Wolfman and all these dudes are in it. Oh. Um, like, late 80s. <clears throat> Monster Club? Is it actually called that or something? That sounds really familiar. Something along those lines. Um, Monster Club. You're looking up Monster Club? That is not what it's called. Monster Clubhouse is a Muppets-related thing. So, there you go. I bet that's better. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
I apologize to our listeners for not being able to direct them to this movie. Unless, uh, and of course, if you type in monster, you get monster university. Yeah. Cause that is the stuff right now. So is it a kid movie? Kind of. I think it was PG 13. Like it's kind of young adults type thing is who it's appropriate for. Was it called the like monster squad? Monster squad. That's the name of the movie. Is that good? I don't, rem- good. I don't remember it because I saw okay. it when I was a kid. So, yeah. but yeah, people do say it's good. You're right. Like it seems to have held up to some extent. People bring it up on occasion. Tom Noonan's in it and he plays Frankenstein. So I'm wondering if he plays the monster then because he is often miscredited, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what it is. But anyway. Monster Squad. Maybe it's good. I don't know. But that also has a variety of monsters in it as opposed to just one monster that you already know what it's all about. I like the idea of that. Like, that's why I like the Monster Mash. Yeah. Monster Mash is a great song. Like, why don't more video game creators take inspiration from the Monster Mash instead of Jordi Romero? And I just like the idea of a whole bunch of monsters hanging out and having a party. Yeah. Because what else are they going to do on the off time? Yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) Monsters Inc. I'm not as into. Not I think that I like the core conceit behind it, where it's just like, no, there's a corporation for monsters, monsters that all all those childhood fears, and they like stuff. have to scare people, yeah, or whatever for energy or something. I can't remember what, but yeah, exactly. No, it's a cool idea though. Mm-hmm. But like, none of the monsters are scary. That's I think that's what makes or breaks anything when you try to do anything with monsters. Yeah, because like, like, if you're not willing to commit to them being monstrous, it's just like, well, we want it to be monstrous, but at the same time, we want to sell a lot of toys. No, so like, that's stupid. We make them cute and cuddly? That's where, even though I always bring it up as, like, the point where hipsters got into the, like, crowd is mm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Not Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas. It was a Nightmare oh. movie. But uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, the monsters in that even though they're still kitty-like, are still mm-hmm. kind of terrifying and, like, weird and disturbing. Yeah, it's like, this dude straight up has no eyes, and it's just a skull, or, like, his, he's falling apart. Well, I mean, time. of course, the, your protagonist still has to be somewhat lovable, so they didn't do much with him, but, like, Well, it's mostly his else. personality that makes it work out. You know, he's sure. still spindly skeleton man, but I got I got you. He's a little more approachable than some of the other characters, yeah. But the clown with the tearaway face. That's Mm -hmm. fucking terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Halloween Town is kind of a spooky place, and that's the way it should be. Or like Paranorman, I thought, kind of like has some legitimately unnerving character design in it. Sure. They don't play it super safe with all that stuff. You know what? Even Coraline. The idea of, has some messed up stuff. The idea of having your eyes replaced with buttons is yeah. so bad. Yeah, the whole eye replacement thing, like that was the same kind of note uh, Stepford Wives touches on in its final minutes, where yeah. it's just like, oh wait, you need to steal my eyes? Like, that's that's scary. That's actually a scary thing. So, that actually reminds me, in Dark Skies, there's a small thing like that. They've the kid the thought eyeballs. No, the kid thought that um the aliens were the Sandman, and like oh. his brother was like bugging him about the Sandman coming to because he eats eyeballs or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's not a thing that deals with anything in reality in the movie. I just thought yeah. it was funny that we brought that up. 
But. Okay, I guess keeping along this horror train, I also did watch uh, Scream 4. If you can even call that horror, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's such a self... I mean, is Cabin in the Woods horror? Because it's still, it's in the same kind of super hyper-aware... Meta. In a way, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I mean, Scream, Scream kind of has been doing that for a while. Uh, Wes Craven did it before with New Nightmare or whatever, where it's like self-conscious about what it's doing. Um, it's okay. I'd seen it before. Like, it's definitely really jokey. Yeah. Um, in a way that totally undercuts any potential scariness that could genuinely happen. I, I still, I still sort of like in all the Scream movies how, unlike uh, Jason or Michael Myers, like the the guy doing the stabbing is really shitty at doing that. Like sure. He's clumsy and terrible in the way humans can be. Or, like, if um, he gets shot, he's wearing a bulletproof vest, or just, like, realistic shit. Yeah, like, like there's explanations for why he's made it this far. But, you know, if he gets stabbed or, you know, kicked, he gets hurt, you know, to some extent. I mean, he still has to kind of accomplish some manner of mayhem for most of the movie before you reveal what's going on. Yeah. But uh, there's there's still a bit of a freshness to that. But st- I don't know. Like, it's still super, you know, postmodern joking around about itself an awful lot and seeing those over and over. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it because there's still surprises to be had, but watching it again doesn't do it many favors. But did, did you see Scream 4? Yeah, I did. Movie? I saw it in theaters. How do you feel? Do you, eh, eh? I saw it because I saw all the others. The what? I saw all the other movies, all the Scream movies. Oh, yeah. So you I just... finished the yeah. series. See what's going on and it was okay at that point when it came out in theaters there was a lack of like horror mm-hmm. so it's like okay i want to go see a horror movie so we went it was okay yeah. like there'll be some blood and you know suspense in it to some extent and the like so. who's the killer this time and blah 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 who was it again in scream 4 Hello? Hi. I'm back. We're back. We're back? Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, we are. Okay, so the last thing I asked is, who was the killer again in Scream 4 anyway? Uh, Spoiler alert for Scream 4. came out two years ago. Um, It was... Essentially, it was Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. It is uh, Sydney's young cousin. Right. Why yeah. again? Um, she's jealous of how famous her older cousin is from all the sure. that happened to her. It's actually an okay commentary on how dumb fame is, because it's just like you don't need to do anything anymore. You just need something weird to happen, you know, and then ride that to the top. So she plans to kind of set this set herself up as the next victim in the family line. Um, so she hurts herself as part of all the stabbings and betrayals and shooting people that happens and plans to kind of become a media darling and write books and do all the same dumb shit Sydney ended up doing over the past decade. True. Yeah. But genuinely because she didn't plan it. Whereas yeah, her cousin is insane and it's, it's an okay reveal. It's, it's okay. I, I literally just ruined the movie though. So I apologize to those that didn't take warning, I guess, but Oh, well, whatever. Watch that first screen movie. That's, that's really, this. I was the- talking to somebody about this and 
the first Scream movie still is genuinely kind of terrifying because it isn't a monster. It's just two crazy kids. Like, they could be yeah. the kids in your class dressing yeah, up and, and that, killing that people. Yeah, and that still, like, predates uh, Columbine and all that, so it's kind of interesting, <laughs> you know? Does it really? I, yeah, it's I 96. Even, I never even thought so, about that. That's so weird. Yeah, but it's knives and weird masks, so it's, you know, that's okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, once it gets into guns and stuff, it's a little more yeah, collar pull and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that is that is kind of weird. Like, yeah, the the vic- enemy among you kind of thing. Um, it's it's a good whodunit mystery movie. That's the main reason I enjoyed them, is because like it's the kind of movie where they are deliberately setting up red herrings and misinformation for the audience to kind of keep guessing the whole time. So you're kind of like, I think it's this guy. And then you're just pretty convinced it's that guy. And then it's sort of that guy, but not really like that. Those kind of things. Yeah. Some fun stuff there. Um, but I guess again, like you can only really watch that once not knowing. So I saw the first screen movie, I think 36 times. Wow. And I can't remember why. Like I could see it being like a good, party movie maybe like get a bunch of friends together i think that was it like there's definitely like my movie for that um recently or well i don't know identity is fun for that identity all right it's just doofy and it keeps kind of messing around with horror conventions in a sort of way but then it's also kind of stupid it's i enjoy that movie it's a fun movie yeah it's okay yeah like it's not it's nothing to take seriously or anything. It is just a movie that has a bunch of characters trapped at a motel and then murders start happening, but what's really going on? They're all to blame. Yeah, and it's that sweet spot. It's like ninety minutes long, so it won't waste too much of your time. Sure. Yeah. So even if you hate it, you're just like, eh, whatever. So you can't hate it that much. Yeah. You, know, 90 minutes you could later. watch it as you're waiting for supper to cook. Yeah. You're just like, Well, I put this thing in the oven, what are we gonna do? Why don't we watch identity? And then you eat a good meal after, and you forget about the movie, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. It just you know doesn't really doesn't hurt anybody. It was just a totally totally cool little thing that happened. Um, yeah. There you go. Horror movie rundown. Speaking of spooky houses. Yes. Ghost filled, perhaps. Yes. EG boards. How how do you like Gone Home? It was good. Okay. Did you play it, or did you commit to the plan and watch Aaron play it? Well, we both played it. Okay. Did that work out? Was that yeah? Was that a good. It was fine. Way? Okay. Because I told her to like go look at this or go over here, and then she would be like, "No, I missed something over here that I didn't notice before." Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, "Okay." So I think we were able to sweep better. Okay. Um. Did you feel you had an interesting kind of narrative experience digging around in the basement? Yeah, that game isn't worth twenty dollars. I'm gonna go ahead and say that right now. I can't recommend that for twenty bucks on a yeah. Steam sale for sure. Like ten dollars even might be a little high. I don't know. The reason I say that is because there's no replay value. The game can literally be beat in about two minutes. About how many minutes? Right. Two. Oh well, yeah. Like the speed. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I find the idea of like speed running this game kind of absurd. Sure, no, but what I'm saying it's is that... Like, I don't think you you and I are... like Me and that person aren't seeing eye-to-eye on what video games are for, but sure. I, I understand. Like I did run through it a couple times after I'd finished really picking through it. Yeah, it, it takes maybe... If you're not even 
trying five minutes. No, but what I'm saying, no, it takes two. I watched someone do it. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a there's a video on YouTube. Guy beats it in one minute and fifty five seconds. Yeah, like, it literally takes two minutes. But the reason I'm saying this is that yeah. once you've had the one experience for two to three hours or whatever, going through everything, you're yeah. done. Like you know what's going to happen. You know where to go and how to get there. There's no point to yeah. play it again. That's why I can't recommend it for twenty dollars. I know, but I I guess that's kind of the thing that really that really made this game stand out as a weird example of a bunch of different things. Like, you know, if I was to compare it to a movie, you know, yeah, like like for example, like it's been my favorite example recently, but I'll just keep going with it. I spent twenty dollars on the Shining Blu-ray, for example. Sure. You know, I and this is you know. You watch that movie and you you know what's going to happen. You know the story. Of course. You know, so you've seen the whole story play out. Yeah. So what makes that different? I that's that's a hypothetical devil's advocate kind of thing because the it's passive. Is, the difference is, yeah, it's a passive thing that you can put on again and notice different things or kind of just appreciate in a slightly different way. Whereas because Gone Home is an activity, it's like a weird deja vu sensation when you play it again. No, I mean, literally, that, without you doing something, you don't yeah, get anywhere. So you ha- it's very active. You have to do everything. Yeah. So it, it is kind of a weird, unique problem that game gives itself because, yeah, you can never play it again effectively. Like, it is ruining itself in a way, it provided your goal is to play this piece of software a lot. Sure. It's kind of not going to work. Oh, it, if, it's, if your goal is to per- play it more than once, you shouldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Just straight out. What's that? Sorry? If your goal is to play it more than once, you shouldn't pay money for it. Just straight out. Because like, I, I, You're chopping up a lot. I can't understand you. Sorry. I'm just, you, is yeah. it better? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Okay. Is any better? A little bit. Um, okay. Maybe. If your goal is what? Is it better? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah. If your goal is to play it more than once, you shouldn't be spending money on it. Like, you should just know outright that you're not going to. Yeah, it is kind of a, like, strange game in that respect. Like, I will say, like, all of its narrative content is expressed to you in such a way that, like, you'll probably remember it. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Like, that goes in the pro column for me. But the con, I guess, is, yeah, like, you'll you'll play it once and then that's it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a strange, like, subversion of a lot of expectations for video games. Like, that's kind of why I was bringing it up in, like, comparison to Walking Dead. Sure. which is another story-heavy thing. You know, so, like, the narrative of that game, once you've experienced it, going through it again won't ever be as interesting ever again, you know. But there's still branching paths in there and different story stuff. And, you know, you could say there's different paths here because you can find the story out in the same way, but it, it's not dynamic. It is a static story. Like, there, there's a finite amount of stuff to see in that house. And once you've seen it all, you've seen it all. Yeah, there's no dynamic element to it at whatsoever. So that's a weird, like, but again, that's like a weird thing to say is like a bad thing because not a lot of other games commit that hard to just expressing a narrative like that. 
So I'd still kind of overall say it's a success in some way. But yeah, it's it, it's kind of been a thing. I, I think there was a Ben Kuchera wrote a thing about it or whatever. And I saw that echoed on a forum somewhere about calling people out for being like apprehensive about short games as being kind of a jerky thing to do. No, that's not the reason why you should be apprehensive about it. $20 is a huge stepping into thing mm-hmm. that's like... I don't know. I mean, if you equate well, it to the price of going to a movie, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it is about the amount of the amount of length you would get out of a movie. It it expresses itself very differently than a movie, so it's yeah. still kind of unique in a way. The fact that it's called a game, though, people get the wrong idea. I think going yeah. in blind, but yeah. you have to go in blind. Mm-hmm. No, so, you should go in blind on this game. Like, I don't want to tell anybody what the story entails because then I'm actually ruining the one thing that game has. I'm going to go ahead and say they didn't go far enough, though, with the story. I don't know what you mean, There's too many red herrings and other stuff. I don't know. It's weird to get into it without... Well, but, like, it also kind of becomes, like, a bit of a... That becomes a bit of a relative experience, because it's like, well, maybe you just missed something. You know? Like, I don't know that, because I wasn't there for your experience. Yeah. So... It, it it is kind of neat that way because like it's like everyone has like a weird shared experience of arriving late at home one night and then looking through this house, but whether or not we all found the thing that made that interesting to us, isn't it kind of hard to miss some big stuff though? Yeah, like, like some of the stuff is clearly kind of more important than others, but like I haven't really gotten into like the the details of any of the plots or whatever, but like. I found one or two of the fam like actually no, I found one of the family members very interesting and the others less interesting. Sure. And that's fine though, because there was still this one kind of plot thread that I thought was really relatable and kind Was of the cool. one that you found interesting not the one that Not the, the ostensibly the main one. Okay, yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. I found that more interesting too. Okay wink nudge like hopefully we're on the same page here but they're, they're, yeah they're, i wonder if we should just do a spoiler cast like a 20 minute quick thing that's that's the thing i'm a little worried about though because like with this kind of smaller game it's like the same with like live streams and let's plays of it like it seems kind of sabotaging the thing and because i like the thing i don't want to do that yet how's it sabotaging it if it's a full thing though that's like hey if you haven't played this don't even bother but people like I kind of want to hear like, what other people have could, to say about it now. Right. I guess we could still kind of like set it aside as a thing that's like, hey, if you want to play this, like, I, I think you should. Maybe, you know, I, I I think you should, generally speaking. But you know that this is for people who have played it. Essentially, this is for people who have seen what Gone Home has, and it's a couple weeks out. So if you want to do it, we can. But I'm just, you know. It's a bit touchy topic for me. And then not... Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it's not even as important as I think you might think it is. It's a good Mm -hmm. experience, but it's not like this is the dynamic way games should go, because I don't agree with that. It's not dynamic. That's that's kind of my problem with it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's such a weird, frustrating thing with some games. It's like, well, you spent so much time cultivating this story so that it goes this specific way. Yeah. But the cool thing about video games as a thing is you, I'm supposed to be the star. You're way, supposed right? to kind of make it the story. Yeah, which, I mean, they kind of 
fall in this weird midway point where they make you like sort of like a valve does or something where they make you feel like you're driving the experience but But you aren't and if you're well versed in how video games play you know that you're not pretty quickly yeah you know like you're like oh wait there's a locked door okay this is actually just a video game you know, like sure. it's still kind of guiding you through its own story in a w- very deliberate way. Like it has to. Cer- like certain revelations can't happen until you're at a certain place through the story, and it is kind of weird that the story has a path through the house. You like, know, maybe if I just say this, there won't be really any spoilers. But there's one door that's locked, like right in the main entrance way. Mm-hmm. That, like, if it wasn't there's no reason to go through the first hour and a half. Okay. Oh, however, I guess like the one, like, I guess I'll have to give the game another credit because it does enable the player from the minute to unlock all the doors in the house. You could have experienced the story literally on like in a nonlinear way. If you chose to, the default is experience is the one we're talking about. Yeah. So, in a way, you could view that as kind of like what the author intends or whatever. But well, I mean, the- I will give them tons of bonus points essentially for giving all those weird modifiers up front. I thought some of those were really, really cool as as ideas, you know? Yeah. Like I turning off kind of uh, glint on items and stuff. Wait, um, there was like, glint on items? Well, yeah, like when a drawer lights up kind of thing for you to open it, like shows oh, that active, yeah. you can turn all that off. Like they have a lot of cool like uh, mods essentially in there that make the game even more strange. And, but again, because you can only experience it once, it's like, do you want to go in that hardcore first time? You know, you could, but yeah, I didn't. And now I can never have that experience essentially, which is, isn't so weird, you know, like, yeah, but yeah, paths, like it's still a path. There is a path through that game that is, pretty well like pretty clearly defined by the people who made it well i was speaking specifically of a door that you have to unlock from the other side like mm-hmm. that's very intentionally like no you have to go through all this other stuff first before you can get into this area yeah and i will say i actually found like was basically impeded by that pretty early because i found a plate in a room and i was like oh well i'll use this as an excuse to go explore downstairs i'm gonna take this plate to the kitchen like I was a person in a real house. Sure. And then I was like, oh, I guess the kitchen's behind this locked door. So, yeah. Like yeah, my- so I didn't, I guess I didn't want to go that into detail, but yeah, the door I'm talking to is the door to going to the kitchen. Right. If anybody that, that even knows what inherent- that means. That doesn't really inherently spoil anything. Just I guess. In the default experience, you can't go to the kitchen right away. What does that mean? What's in the kitchen? It doesn't matter. Like, that's just a thing. There, there are, is still some subtle gating happening in the way the story plays out, and it does kind of make some of the plot reveals a little weird because it's just like, why was this one note that reveals like, you know, kind of what really happened hidden all the way over here when it wouldn't be kind of right up front or in the person's room or something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The game kind of has a dramatic arc to it that it's trying to kind of quietly like present to you and i think it's kind of neat that it's doing that at all because that's not usually the way games tell their stories there's usually cutscenes or like really explicit explanations so that's kind of why i'm still on board with giving this game kind of some 
major props for how do you like the idea that there's no real monsters or enemies or combat or anything like that i i i like that um like in the context of this game i think that makes a lot of sense you know like nothing about the way this story presents itself makes you think there should be a monster or anything sure um i i will like you, you if you recall remember uh home the indie game home yeah 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 um, I found, like, in that game, like, it, it does a similar thing where you're kind of just exploring an environment. Yeah. And the story kind of just happens as you keep going. But because it kind of has this more overt horror tone to it, it made it seem like maybe it should have at least a, a better trick you into thinking something bad could happen. Yeah. You know, like maybe have, like, a gun mechanic in it so you can point around. And then that has you all tensed up to be like, at some point, something's going to happen. And then you're all kind of like inching through that game instead of kind of realizing pretty quickly, like, no, there's nothing, nothing bad exists in this world because there aren't mechanics for it, you know? Yeah. Like there, there's no way the player could do anything with that. So I'm just going to assume that there's no reason for it. You know, I, I, I guess this, this is a kind of natural branching point to me as Mata which is a game that does a lot of similar things to Gone Home in terms of, like, it's a first-person, not-combat-focused game where you're exploring an environment. Um, but there is an antagonist kind of force in that game. However, th- they don't really make that apparent for a long time, so it was an incredible shock when I first ran into that thing. Like, it was, like... I- I'm going to say probably even more so than a Resident Evil, like, nemesis-type situation where there is, like, a really bad thing like because the game is not narrow like gated at all in a way like there's just an open world island that you can explore at your own pace it is completely up to just random chance when you will encounter the thing if you encounter it at all at least that's how the game makes presents itself so like there might be some kind of behind the scenes slender man type tweaking going on with that like the more objects you find the closer it gets to you or something but that is never 100% clear to me, so I think I just kind of stumbled onto the creature naturally, which made for, like, a pretty amazing experience. Um, but, okay, back to Gone Home, though. I will say, like, there's a weird kind of specific narrative problem I have with maybe how that game goes. What if you just left the game on for eight hours? Would it end? I don't know. Because, like... It should. Within the confine, like, within the story that you find, it should but I don't think there is actually a day-night cycle. So it's kind of a trick, you know? It's a bit of a... But again, I haven't left it on for eight hours, so maybe it does. If it does, that would actually be huge. Like, good, like, props to them for committing to that? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, it's still... I still feel like we're kind of weirdly beating around the bush, but, like, I'm not... I'm not actually even sure we are. Like, how, how do you express how that game's story goes without kind of just... You you can say vaguely. Like, you basically just find the story in notes and, like, the environment. And finding it is the gameplay that that game has to offer. And that's it. And then it's over. Yeah. So, if that sounds interesting to you, like, just kind of exploring a house, essentially, go for it. Like, it's it's a detailed, well-realized way to do that. It's an adventure game, essentially. Like, it, it really is. Um, Again, know what you're getting into, though, for $20. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, like, it, it feels like kind of a weird thing to kind of have to highlight, but I guess that was the point of the Ben Kachera thing. Like, a lot of critics have been pretty elitist about that. Like, just been like, yeah, well, but the experience you have is so much more profound than longer games, so it's obviously worth the price. And even if that's true to you, like, you can't make a general statement. Well, especially since effect. last week on the show we did... I specifically yeah. said something about not wanting to pay full price because I don't find a lot of stuff worth it. Yeah. So, like, I almost feel like a hypocrite with this game because it's just like, well, like, it's probably worth it. However, I probably should have waited for it to get cheaper, maybe. But then yeah. the thing I was worried about is having it spoiled in that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's the it's, only thing really driving that drove me that like no, I'm going to get this now at this price to make sure. Yeah, yeah. It it's a really weird thing with video games specifically like that value thing you need to make because like I mean, like the Humble Origin bundle just came out and it just seems to like really devalue Dead Dead Space 3 for example. Yeah. Like imagine everyone who bought Dead Space 3 like 6 months ago. Like, wh- how do they feel right now? I don't know, because like, I wasn't one of them. I know, but it's you like, know how much I wow, paid? $5. I paid, yeah, well, I paid a fraction of $5, because, yeah. yeah, like, it's like, oh, so it's worthless then. Like, it kind of just sends this weird message about the game, but that's because there's so few revenue streams for the industry, right? Yeah. Like, there is one. It is buy the game new. That is the only way. Like, there's no subscription service that's reliable for this kind of stuff. Like, I'm sure PlayStation Plus somehow gets money to the developers, right? Do they get a chunk I don't of know, actually. fee? You know, because, like, there's some high-profile games on there, like Hitman Absolution um, is the most recent one. Like, I was, I, I want to play Infamous 2, but I'm having that awesome problem I had with Vanquish, where it's like, hey, man, this game's 14 gigs, clear out some space. Okay, I deleted, like, a bunch of games, have exactly 15 gigs free. No, bro, you don't have enough space. It's like, okay, well, I guess I can't download this then. Like I do, yeah. my hard drive is insufficient. My 55 gig hard drive, which is secretly like 20 gigs, somehow. I, I what is taking up all that space? Oh, uh, some For games more? when you play them, they download. They I, I've been deleting that. Like I deleted my Red Redemption like cache. That was like two gigs. So uh, you know, I, I guess I could clear off my Dragon's Dragon's Dogma data, but I still want to play that. Save files as well. They're super small. But yeah, but if you get, like, I've had my PlayStation for, like, what, seven years? Yeah, there's so. enough of them where it kind of adds up. I don't know. Yeah, just... But yeah, subscription, subscription services, maybe that should become a thing. It should. Like, so, yeah, like, especially for old games, like, it just feels weird to kind of be paying $10, $20 for something that, like, like for example, I want to play Age of Empires 2. There's no way I'm paying $18 for that. That game's old. That should be $5. Like, it just should. My brain can't let me make that decision. Sure. It shouldn't be worth that much. And, like, the, that they re-released it in HD and then decided that makes it a new game, like, that doesn't quite make it work for me. So, like, that was uh, on my Steam sale wish list or whatever, but it just never went low enough to where I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, nah, this, this game, if I had bought it when Walmart dump bins were still a way of getting PC games, would have been cheaper than this. I just missed my chance. That's where good old games has an opportunity, I think, to just be like, pay us $50 a year and you can just download a game a month or something. 
I'm sure they need to kind of convince the people who, you know, have games on their service that that's a thing that makes sense, but that would be cool if someone does that. Like, I mean, PlayStation Plus is a cool first experiment with some of those ideas, but yeah. Like, I mean, there, like, for example, like, there are movies I would never pay for, but I'll totally watch them on Netflix. Yeah. Like, Dead Silence, for example. If that was not free, essentially, I would never watch it. Ever. Saw 2. Never watch it. Well, and people wonder Carp- why there's piracy, right? Yeah. Just like it's so much easier for me to download Dead Silence on the internet if it's not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pay $13 a month or whatever to Netflix, and then I would guess that since Netflix is paying whatever movies are on there, a royalty yeah. fee of some sort, at least they're getting some money for me enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, that just seems to make more sense. Like, I mean, it's like content creators are way overvaluing the stuff they made. Like, it's just like, come on, John Carpenter. It's it's vampires. No one cares about this movie. They no. didn't even back then. They didn't. I so know. So now here's, here's Nathan in 2013. He's willing to spend 98 minutes of his life watching John Carpenter's vampires. And you know what? You I'm not even saying it him. should be free. I yeah. should have the option to maybe pay like $2 for it. Mm-hmm. But I think $2 it is, is enough. Make it make it as easy as possible. Don't don't make this a chore for me, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm starting to kind of cast weird glances over at HBO every now and then, too, because it's just like, come on, Sopranos is old. Like, it's old. You should be like, casting weird glances at them because not only do you need a specific package yeah. for TV, but you have to pay them extra just for their channel. I know. It's like, it's too, there's too many hurdles there that are kind of ridiculous in order to like enjoy their content, and their content is not that much better than everybody in else. In fact, you know what? I've never seen The Sopranos, so I'm going to do this right now. I don't okay. know if you can hear my keyboard right now, mm-hmm. but... Well, what's happening? The Sopranos. I am now downloading the whole series for free. Oh, God. Live piracy here on the show. There you go. HBO is going to break down your doors, man. Yeah. We're going to get you. We're going to get you, Paul. That's what happens when you try to charge me like $120 to watch your series. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, what you're charging me is 100 hours of my life. Even AMC isn't as bad because you can get their channel in a bundle with a bunch of other stuff and watch whatever. Yeah, and all that stuff's like Netflix, yo. If I want to watch all of Mad Men and Breaking Bad thus far, or The Killing, that's available. Oh, is HBO stuff not on Netflix? It isn't, is it? No, of course not. They have their own app, HBO Go. That's but you right. You only get that if you're a cable subscriber. Yeah. Which seems kind of crazy. So like you already have to be. Go, Mm-hmm. subscription i would be like yeah okay people have been saying ridiculous things about the wire for long enough we're fine i'll check it out sure but make that easy or hey there's this game of thrones what's that all about i don't even know what what's going on here well, i could go down to the pawn shop right now and probably buy the first season of that for like five bucks yeah i got carnival for 10 there you go that's an HBO show i want to check it out there it is i got it now i got the whole series cost like maybe $18, but that's just because video stores went under. That's only going to happen one time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Sensibilities are just so weird when it comes to these things and money. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess it's just the content battle happening right now. Cause like, it's just like, well, yeah, I guess I could pay money to watch your show or watch your movie, but I could also watch that weird Hornet series on YouTube. Slender man. What's going on? I've heard it's really good. I don't even know what you're talking about right now, but I'm intrigued. 
Okay, what's that? What's that series called? Marble Hornets. It is a series of online kind of found footage esque videos that is all about weird paranormal stuff. I, I Slenderman is factors into it somehow. It is a channel on YouTube. Hmm. Oh, apparently it's. Nah, I don't know. There's that uh, something off of thread, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's early Slenderman mythos type stuff. Okay. And it's a YouTube series, and apparently it's okay. And I could watch that. Some guy made that and uploaded it for free. So why won't help that guy out instead of greedy old Captain HBO over here? Dude has three hundred twenty nine thousand three hundred and nine subscribers right now. Yeah. See, that's like that's that's people. That's that's a fair number. That's an audience. That's not too bad. Yeah. And he's getting paid. He just has to put a ten second ad that you can skip at the beginning and he gets. Yeah, money. for like Duracell batteries or something. I don't know. I like, don't it doesn't even matter. The fact that, like, he's still getting paid for me just being there, mm-hmm. that's what your model should be. Or even, like, I'm kind of enjoying the way network shows are handling their stuff now, because, like, Under the Dome and Hannibal are two shows that I am on board with because, largely, they make it really easy to watch their show. It's still commercial-driven, but I grew up in the 90s. I'm used to commercials. Yeah. That's not a thing that I'm opposed to inherently. It's more just like, all right, give me the thing in HD. Yeah, I'll watch your car commercial like four or five times in the next hour, but sure. give me the thing. That that's that's cool. We're not the Hulu Plus generation where everything has to be fed to us without any advertisement. Right. I guess this kind of brings up a topic that's been floating around periodically for a while. Do you use AdBlocker? No. I don't either, but apparently people using that has become like a serious problem for online content people. One of those online content people should just ask them to turn it off. Yeah, and they do, but the, it's still kind of like, oh man, I forgot I had that on. Like, I, I don't know. This this notion of blocking ads has never been such a priority to me. I, I don't have it <clears> because <throat> ads aren't invasive enough to the point where I've been... Depending on the site you go to. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes there's totally annoying matter ads or like you know, articles that are on 10 pages that you have to click through every single one and there's ads on every single page and like yeah. that kind of stuff is just horrible and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, like it's just like, yeah, you know, th- sure. Throw a little video in front of your thing or whatever. Like that, that's not going to put me right off or a banner ad in general isn't going to gross me out. Sure. So, I mean, maybe maybe I've just been brainwashed by the ad companies, and I'm too used to it, and I'm exactly I'm saying exactly what they want me to say. But maybe ads aren't as horrifying as. No, I always thought they were okay because that not like so much for whatever product they're advertising. They're giving the people that take the ads money, mm-hmm. which is the way a lot of people that do like basically free shit, like good content. That's the only way they get paid. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's one of the few ways to make money on the internet. So, by kind of impeding that, I I don't know. Like that that's getting into kind of that entitlement question of like, how do you expect internet content to be good if you're literally actively going out of your way not to fund it in any way whatsoever? Yeah. So, well, cause, yeah. and it's one of these things that like, if the people making this content or whatever, if they want to make it good, they have to devote time to it. Mm-hmm. And this is time they could be out working for 50 to 100 hours a week, yeah. making money to live, or they could be putting out good content. Mm-hmm. You can't really have it both ways, right? Yeah. So, 
I don't know. People are dicks. It happens. Or, but, but kind of just passive dicks. Like, they're not even intentionally being spiteful. They're just kind of, well, I want everything to be as hassle-free as possible for me, the consumer. So I'm going to put up these weird walls and do all this stuff. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel, I kind of feel weird sympathy on, like, both ends, though. Cause, like, super complaint, like, loudmouth complaining about you should consume more of our ads seems kind of weird, too. Cause, sure. Well, these ads are kind of terrible, some of them, or, like, they don't, they're not especially relevant to what I'm about. So why should I watch them? Yeah. Or, like, why is your free internet content better than this other guy's free internet content? Like, you know? I don't know. Like it, it kind of becomes like this question of like, well, if if bloggers anywhere are willing to do this for free, why should I pay anyone anything? Right. So I get that kind of quandary because I've been there. But the idea is you pay the ones that are good. I guess. Or yeah. That you enjoy personally. Sure. I don't know. Like I, it becomes weird because like we're like a pretty small site in the grand scheme. For sure, right? Like, I mean, I like I post some stuff now and then, just c- because I want to, because I'm interested in the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I saw Kick Ass. So I should probably tell people how I felt about it. Why not? But someone else, some somewhere on the planet, got paid money to go watch it in the first place. So what's that? That's about? only because they have an audience, though. That's the only yeah. difference. Right. So how do you get to that point? That's the great mystery. Hmm. I don't know. At this point, it's damn near impossible. I know, or 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 just weirdly fluky sometimes. Like it's just like, yeah. well, you post the right thing, right day, and whoa, it actually worked out. Like you posted your ret- retro look at Ben Affleck's career the day before he was announced to be Batman. Whoa, uptick in traffic. That happened. Yeah, maybe. In theory, that could have happened. It this probably past- did. Yeah, let's let's get into the crazy news I guess this week that set off a bunch of the same jokes being told over and over and over. And that was my initial kind of grossed out reaction to how this went. Cause Hey, Matt Damon. Yeah. Ha ha ha. So funny. Amazing. But then someone else, you know, like it was just like this weird kind of hive mentality thing seemed to happen where it's like everyone came up with the exact same observation Okay, so we never said it. Batman was confirmed, or Ben Affleck was confirmed as Batman. Yeah, that happened this week. I'm yeah. sure you've somehow heard of that. Of course. It was yeah. on the radio, for Christ's sake. No, I know. Like, that is that is big news. I mean, billion-dollar franchise and movies. Christopher Nolan makes these three films that make tons and tons of money. High-profile character. High-profile actor. You know, his well-regarded critical hit, Argo, won Best Picture last year. I don't know if you heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure. I think our podcast reported on that extensively, uh, <laughs> as it was going on, as it was happening. Um, so yeah, that dude, uh, Johnny Argo, I think that was his character's name. He is now Batman, the Caped Crusader. Yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. I'm gonna bring up something here. Yeah. Since when did the role of Batman become like the most? important thing in the world he is literally a detective with Mm -hmm. money who dresses like a fucking bat like he's yeah that's why i've always liked the old old detective comics with him i've always loved 
the Adam West version of Batman. I think he's ridiculous and silly, and that's kind yeah. of like awesome. So like yeah. when it, they when he went dark right? and like a god among geeks everywhere, I never yeah. understood that. I always thought that was so fucking stupid. I mean, like, yeah, that's like Frank Miller type stuff. Like he brought that to the table in the eighties, right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, like my my entry into the whole Batman thing was the cartoon in the nineties, which yeah. wasn't that dark. No, it wasn't at all. Yeah, like I mean, sort of in that there's. I remember. Like, I remember Mr. Freeze froze like the zoo. Yeah. In one episode. Like, I mean, there's just some cartoony kid friendly business going on. And then yeah, somehow that, you know, Dark Knight Returns kind of caught on with the older set and that kind of started like a series of comics that would come out here and there that were a little darker toned. And then that has become a very popular version of the character. I, you know, I guess in some ways in context, like Tim Tim Burton's movies are kind of dark too. Yes, they are. Seem hyperactive and cartoony and ridiculous now, but at the time that that anyone died or that weird like actual murders and blood and whatever was happening in a Batman context was kind of nuts for a while. So sure, yeah. But I guess like oh, also oh, what... Gap straight up killed people. Like it's like okay, that's a little it's a little I... more crazy than Adam West dealt with. Ever. I think what I'm getting at here even is that like. Everyone hates Batman and Robin. Yeah. I didn't mind it for a lot of reasons. Like, it was just not good in many ways. It is 90s Adam West formula, though. Like, it is... It's silly and stupid, but, I mean, the dude is in a fucking bat costume fighting a guy that freezes things with his ray gun. Like... Yeah. No, I know. There's an inherent absurdity to Batman as a thing that seems to kind of get overlooked a lot by a lot of people. So... Fair, I hear what you're saying. I guess I I did enjoy those, you know, uh, you know, the Nolan. Nolan sure. No, I did too. A little more conscious about being sort of plausible here and there, even though it's like a billionaire playboy philanthropist guy, all that stuff. Like it's still kind of ridiculous, but it's just a bit more rooted in things that might happen. I didn't like Christian Bale as Batman either. That's 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 fair actually too. Like he was kind of flat here and there. There's not a lot to what he's doing. Because what made those movies good was basically everyone else. The, the, the reason people like The Dark Knight is not Christian Bale. Like that is. 100%. Dude, the reason anybody likes those movies is not Christian Bale. I know. Like I walk out of those movies, other than the first one, maybe that's the thing. Like out of Batman Begins, the thing I say to people is, "Swear to me." That is the quote from that movie. In the second one, though, it is a bunch of Joker shit, and in the third one, it's Bane. You know? Sure. It's like, oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful voice. Like, you know, <laughs> I was born in darkness, all that shit. Like, that is not Batman. I don't know anything Batman says in that third movie, pretty much. I, Oh, wait, one line that he says was to Gordon. Like, that is the one Batman moment in that movie. That but he says about. it terribly. He kind of yeah, it's not like an amazing line read or anything. It's more just like what that means to Gary Oldman. And it was it's a really good line, but the way he says it in his stupid voice is so bad. Yeah, because he's still doing the gruffed up "I'm trying to hide who I am" voice thing, and which is fine it's when it's like three syllables long, but when it's a full sentence, it sounds yeah. so dumb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Yeah, people getting super upset on any kind of basis of like, man, how's he going to top Bale? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. 
I think the thing people might rightfully be pointing out is Daredevil. You know, that was a thing that happened. Uh, he played a dark, broody superhero before, and it wasn't very good. It was really bad. Yeah, I've been meaning to actually watch it again. I have not seen that movie in nine years. No, I mean specifically not even the movie. His acting is really bad in that movie oh, I, as I a believe superhero. It, but here's the thing. The thing, like, I guess maybe it's almost the same problem. The thing I remember from Daredevil was Colin Farrell being insane. Okay. Like, just overacting and being totally ridiculous. The thing I remembered is when Elektra shows up and they're like running on rooftops or something and Bring Me to Life by Evanescence was playing. That's literally the only part. All right. Uh, and Michael Clark Duncan kills his dad. And now he's dead. And now he's dead. And then the dude who went on to direct Iron Man was his jokey sidekick. Right? Yes. What's that dude's name? I can't remember it right now, but he was also in Friends. John. Yep. Yeah, you got it. F, I think. Yep. Maybe. Maybe he, not, actually. One Vince Vaughn's bros. Yep. Yeah, that guy. He was yeah. also in Friends as a millionaire. He was in Friends as a millionaire. That's where I first knew him. I totally remember his name. Also, his name... Yeah. Was Robert Paulson? Was Robert Paulson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally not typing Iron Man 2 into IMDb right now. And I'm hoping I can remember it before you can look it up. John Favreau. Favreau, that's right. That's his name. He was in... I was thinking Farva, but I know Farva is a fictional character in Super Troopers. There you go. <laughs> so that's the kind of impact... Matt Damon or Matt Damon <laughs> Ben Affleck had on Daredevil is I better remember that John Favreau was in that movie even though I don't remember John Favreau's name. So I hey. also don't really like I'm kind of back and forth on the issue. I honestly don't care who plays Batman in a I Man of Steel no, sequel. Like the, like the trilogy you care about is over. So this is a new thing. So whatever. Like I wasn't interested in this thing already. Because no. it's like, I didn't even see Man of Steel, and the notion that they're teaming up Superman and Batman in the next thing sounds pretty dumb. Yeah. So, why the hell not? He's also Ben Affleck. Fine, I wasn't going to see it anyway. No, like, my thing is, I think they probably could have chose someone better than Ben Affleck, but they're just going on the Argo train right now, I feel. Yeah. So I felt a little slighted in that, where it's just like, there's nobody in this world at all than Ben Affleck as a good choice. All right then, whatever. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of weird cuz he's he's a pretty high profile dude now. Yeah. And but I guess the thing is like this is I think a fair criticism of Affleck even if you're really big into Argo. I like the town, so I'm going to kind of comment it at this point. I like the town as well. Yeah, the town's a good movie. The reason people like Ben Affleck now is cuz he's kind of proven himself as a director. His acting has never been the thing ever. Right, I don't, I don't know, man. This movie, this performance, like his acting skills in this movie on the screen, him saying words, that was really compelling. I don't remember anyone really ever saying that about any performance he's ever done, ever. Even in movies that were good, you know, like people like Argo, he was not nominated for best actor in Argo. Yeah, you know, like people like the town, like supporting characters were nominated in that. You know, like it's it's like not him. 
he's keeping it together and doing okay. Like he's filling up his his end of the bargain, but putting it like that much, I don't know. It seems weird. It seems a weird choice, but at the same time, you know, he's a big power play right now. He just won an Oscar. He's co-writing it too. Is that true? I have no idea. Reddit seemed to indicate that might be the case. Maybe it's also the great a great source of information. You know, crowdsourced. Uh, maybe okay. I'll tell you why I have a big problem with Ben Affleck. Okay. Okay. To me, like you know, I like Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, Kevin Smith also came up a lot. As to me. Ben Affleck has always been Shannon, the dick that works at fashionable male in mall rats who likes to fuck girls in weird places. Okay. So no matter what he's in, that's when he was first introduced to me ever. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. So I can't take him seriously. Like even in Goodwill Hunting, like I don't take you seriously. You're going to go do something dickish. Right. He's been typecast already for in my head. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, he's an angel. He, Him and Matt Damon go flying around and do weird stuff. It's like, okay, well... But even in that, like, in all the Kevin Smith movies, he plays a dick. Yeah. So, like... Even a Jersey girl? Um, in a way, yeah, like, kind of a bad father. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But, like... So even then. Yeah, I don't know. I guess in Chasing Amy, that's a little bit different. He's a little more sympathetic there. A little bit, but not really, because he's still an idiot. Okay. You're right. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, a bunch of Kevin Smith jokes came up, too. It's like, hey, hey, I got this great idea for who should be the villain in it. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Ah, I'm so funny. Yeah, because that hasn't been done before. Yeah, I know. No, it was like literally done several times per day after that became announced and i just got more and more annoyed that they sure. got traction still because it's like what do you what do you what i know we already had this joke come on <laughs> whatever anyway ben affleck get used to it i guess that is a thing that will happen you don't have to see the movie though i guess that's the refreshing part you don't actually need to go pay to see it so it's okay it's okay guys i probably will all right i don't know I mean, eventually I might see Man of Steel, and then maybe if I really like it, I'll be like, well, yeah, I gotta see the follow-up. Yeah. I gotta see what happens. Sure. I mean, I saw Batman and Robin when I was 13 or whatever, when it came out in theaters, like, three times. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what could possibly be a worse waste of money, right? Right. And this doesn't erase, you know, like, you know, other stuff that's happened. I mean, maybe you could look at it as, like, well, why are we going backwards after such a great achievement that already happened with Dark Knight Trilogy or something, but... Don't, don't. The way I look at it is maybe we should go backwards. Yeah. Or maybe, hey, just don't worry about any of it. Uh, let's turn our attentions over to Kevin Conroy and Rocksteady's new video games. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Kevin uh, Conroy is always the voice of Batman, though. He always will be to me. There you go. See? So this is uh, completely moot because we're looking at the wrong medium anyway. Animation, yo. That's where it's at. Batman. It's just It's just the voice, specifically. Okay. He does a very good Batman voice, but he's a voice actor, like he's supposed he's, to. Yeah, that's what he's for. Yeah. Having a cool voice. Like the Joker so. will always be Mark Hamill. Yeah. So there you go. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, like the, the, those are the ones to beat anyway, and these also won't. Gotcha. I guess what I'm saying is fuck Heath Ledger. Yeah. I'm glad I he's mean, dead. Whoa, that no, was that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. But in reality, yeah. people were saying that about Heath Ledger when he was cast as a Joker. Everybody, the internet exploded with people being like, this is a bullshit. Worst decision ever. 
Brokeback Faggot can't play Joker. You kidding me? Did you see a Knight's Tale? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think at that point he was known mostly for Brokeback, though. In 2005 onward, yes. Yeah. Yeah, nomination, all that. So more relevant, you know, movie reference. And I mean, even though I'm not, he's not my favorite Joker. In the context of the world Nolan set, he was perfect. Yeah. So like. It, this one could be the same way. Maybe I'm just like Ben Affleck, but he's the dick that works a fashionable model or male or whatever it's called in that movie. Yeah. Like, but in this, he's also Batman. <laughs> he's still the dick, but he's Batman as well. Yeah, he totally blows us all away. It's just like, whoa, Boston Batman. He did it. Who was your favorite Batman? Like actor that's... Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, this might have everything to do with the fact that I was eight years old, but it was I Val Kilmer, actually, right? I didn't hate Val Kilmer. At I liked all. Val Kilmer quite a bit. I thought Val Kilmer was totally fine, maybe even great. I think he was a better Batman than he was a uh, Bruce Wayne, though. For me, I didn't mind his Bruce Wayne either because there was. I didn't maybe mind just it either. I think it's mainly just because in that movie, it's the Riddler, so you actually have him doing detective shit. Like solving riddles and figuring out where to go next and looking for clues and whatever. Like that's actually factors into the story they tell in that movie. Yeah, so I was into that. I wanted to see Batman do that kind of stuff, and he does. Um, so yeah, like I, you know, it's it's not very good, but I am probably a Batman Forever apologist to some extent. Yeah, I quite liked you it know? too, actually. Like I went on from that movie being like, no man, this is a totally watchable, fun thing. And then the world started turning on Joel Schumacher and just hating everything he ever said and did and just Batman Robin. Ugh. And, you know, I kind of play long sometimes. I'm not proud of it. I may have lied to my childhood self and been like, yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> totally. And then go home and watch Batman Forever because that movie is totally fine. Y'all crazy. Batman Forever is a fine movie. There's nothing wrong with it. Jim Carrey. Tom Jones, Charles Best. Drew Barrymore is there. It's not that bad. There's theatrical crazy colors. I don't know. They did yeah. a Corn Pops cross-promotion. Yeah, Drew Barrymore was one of the Two-Face yeah. whores. Yeah, one of the sexy ladies that was working with Two-Face. That was Yeah, that's hilarious. I forgot about that, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, Chris O'Donnell is there, and he's not great, but you know what? Chris O'Donnell. Various fight scenes with gangsters where he pretends to be Batman. Yeah, like, Dad, you ain't Batman, you're Batboy. And then they start fighting. Wasn't that in the second one, though, in Batman and Robin? I think that was in the third one, because he goes rolling around in the Batmobile, and he's like just driving around and then gets out of the car, and they're just like, what? Who's this guy? And he's like, I'm Batman. And then he starts fighting. And that's the third one. That's Batman Forever. For so, sure? Yeah. Okay. I've seen that one more often than Batman and Robin. So okay. the hockey team and stuff, that one's that's in... The hockey team, yes, okay. And that credit card joke, which is terrible, but... Never leave the cave without it. It's true. Yeah. Oh man. But okay. That joke is not the worst joke in that it's movie. Not. It is. I not. know people bring it up a lot. Watch yeah. that movie again, people. That's not the worst That's thing not, in that movie. Oh my goodness. There. That movie is kind of extraordinary in its own way. But yeah, I don't know. Like maybe we're just crazy ninety nostalgias, nineties nostalgia fiends though. Like yeah, if you call nineties nostalgia good, like yeah. just like people that like good stuff, I agree with you. Yeah, like I, I'm probably like totally 
Yeah, like I'm willing to admit that movie is probably not great. Like Which one? Or something, Batman Forever. Oh, totally, yeah. But I, st- I still proudly have a Batman Forever shirt. I will wear it sometimes, you know? Which- that Batman smiling at you from Nathan's chest, that is actually Val Kilmer. So, surprise. You thought Which it was do you think Boom. is the best Batman movie? The best Batman movie? Like, I really like the pacing and everything of the first one. Begin- like, uh, Batman? Yeah. Like, like, it's it's weird to just say that without anything after it. Yeah. No, man. I definitely grew up really digging Batman with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is great. Yep. That Prince soundtrack is fantastic. Yep. Michael Keaton's not bad at all. I like There's Michael a- Keaton's Bruce Wayne a lot. Yeah, he's a fun, affable, Mike, you know, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's, he's talking to Kim Bassinger or whatever. Like, I don't know. That, that movie totally occupied a sweet spot in my pop culture development or whatever so again i am not an unbiased source but that was quite the movie and i've warmed up to the second one quite a bit too batman returns i haven't seen that in a long time that movie is a weird batman movie it's a great tim burton christmas movie ah yeah like it is just like weird theatrical like messed up looking set design and Michelle Pfeiffer being crazy and all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to appreciate in that movie. It is a really, really weird Batman thing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't dislike that movie in any way, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Batman, maybe. Cause like, like I mean, Batman like, begins might be on thing. there for me too. It's I get, you know, sure. But like, I've kind of found this with a lot of Nolan movies and that I appreciate them, but I don't enjoy them. Like they are, you might have to explain that. Well, like they're good. Like you can tell. Like you, you look at it and you're like, all right, this story was well constructed. It had a nice reveal here. There was like some good plot and character development throughout. I was not having fun ever. Like I was never laughing or having like an enjoyable thing happen. It was more just like this is well shot, well put together. Most of the time, like maybe the exception is Batman Begins, because I did actually enjoy the Scarecrow thought that was a cool character yeah i thought their their whole scheme in that was just goofy enough to where it was kind of like fun you know like oh man this gas is gonna make everybody go crazy and like liam neeson coming back and being kind of a thing to deal with the way he's dealt with is pretty great um yeah i i think i left that theater having fun and yeah. watched again a couple times dark knight was more academic like it was more yeah. just like this is a dense well like you know, fast-paced, like two and a half hours of like interesting crime fiction that happens to involve colorful characters. But I was never kind of in that same mind space I was when I was having my favorite childhood-centric Batman times. I still hold to the idea that Two Face never had to happen. He, yeah, like there's too much going on in that movie, maybe, and he's kind of dealt with too abruptly. Like I thought, leaving that movie, that he was not done with. But he is. Also, I don't feel that Selena Kyle had to happen in the third one. Mm, I didn't mind her at all, but yeah, I'm not like, what does she really add to the proceedings? Like, I guess just the last fight or whatever. Yeah, like he needs some ally there to kind of kind of, yeah, like for this kind of large scale thing he has to deal with. But no, definitely not really as crucial. I I don't know. Like, I, I guess. Maybe it's just like I'm like it. That was not the movies made for my generation, so that's why I'm not really warming up to them the same way. But yeah, yeah. they're they're not 
the good times I want from a Batman adventure. So I'm probably going to go with Tim Burton's Batman, yeah. even though I haven't seen it in a while. But it's like, well, if we're talking about just fun in the way that you described it, Batman Forever is it. Maybe. Because it's a mixture of both. Like, Batman and Robin is too far on the fun side and not enough on any side that's technically good. Yeah, it didn't care too much. And Batman probably didn't care, the first one probably didn't care as much about fun as maybe I would have liked. Although Jack Nicholson really makes up for a lot. Well, Jack Nicholson makes up for a lot in, like, every movie he's in. Kinda, sort of. (laughs) I've actually been looking at his career, and, like, he's kind of worked with some pretty middling directors, but he's kind of doing such a good job, you don't notice. So, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about something more important. What's Jack Nicholson's best film? Because Jack Nicholson, we have determined, is more important than Batman. Okay. Ben Affleck is now going to play Jack Nicholson. There we go. Oh, God. Now people should be... That would be so bad. That'd be so horrible. Like, (laughs) I'm actually looking at an ad on Rotten Tomatoes that features Leonardo DiCaprio. If anyone was going to play Jack Nicholson in a movie, he does a pretty good Jack smile face. He does, yes. Yeah. So I can also kind of look like him, too, as he uh, put on the suit or whatever for that. What the fuck was that movie now Uh, where he played like the president or whatever? Oh, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, Hoover. He he can look uh, old. He can look older like he could do a Nicholson, I think. Well, and they played off each other really well in The Departed. Like, I would I would give him a crack at bat and not feel bad about it. Like, sure. it's like, hey, there's a Jack Nicholson biopic coming out. Ah, it's kind of okay. But, hey, that DiCaprio, he gave it his best. And you're just like, yeah, uh, this is how I imagine I would feel about this movie if it ever existed. Um, but, yeah, if it was like, Ben Affleck's going to play, you know, Jack Nicholson. It's just like, what? That's just all wrong. <laughs> That's just Every the most wrong. Ill-conceived. Like, that makes no sense. Who, who said this was worth financing? Like, ugh. So, yeah, no, I guess if we're going to have that. But legitimately, what is Jack Nicholson's best performance? I don't know, because I need to watch more of them, and I want to. Like, I never saw The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, I haven't either. And uh, he's ridiculous in that. He plays the devil, which is perfect. Um, I haven't watched uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in a long time. Yeah. So I kind of revisit that. There's some stuff from the 70s I haven't seen. Like, I have seen The Last <laughs> Detail. And that was that was pretty great. Um, and Chinatown, Chinatown, The Shining. Um, that's getting into the '80s, obviously. But you know, like, I just I just rewatched Terms of Endearment. That is not the movie. Okay, um, he is okay in it, but man, I forgot how just melodramatic. What about totally Mars Attacks? He's you get two of them in that President so Jack Nicholson President and like casino owner Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That movie, though, just in general, is not as great as it should be. Like, No, on, I don't like that movie very much at all. Yeah, it's like, on paper, it is the greatest movie ever made. And then when you watch it, it is not at all that. It is nowhere near that It at was all. quite hyped up, if I remember, though. That makes then. sense, because you just be like, look at this list of names! And you're just like, holy shit, this is great! <laughs> and, like, Tim Burton's making it? It's got, like, 1950s era of aliens? And this Pierce is gonna... Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, he was Jack Black, like, it's just weird. And then, Michael J. Fox was in it? Yeah, he plays a reporter that gets, like, vaporized almost immediately. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, his severed hand is in the movie. Go figure. Was it shaking the whole time? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> this was actually probably after the diagnosis, but before that became a major thing. Oh, okay. 
or did, did it? When did Spin City happen? Remember that show? Yes, I do. Yeah, when was that? Cause Late that, 90s, early 2000s, okay. I think. That's when it really started affecting his career. What was that, like 99 maybe? That's probably when it was like a couple seasons in. and Probably. Maybe. Yeah, that, that I seem to fondly recall that show, but I don't remember enough about it to say that with certainty. Alan Ruck was in it, and that guy that was in A Serious Man, what's his name? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Do you think so, Jack Nicholson's done? Yeah, he seems done. Like, and I'm not saying, like, I'm done with him. He is done, and no, that's too bad. because I'm looking at his IMDb. I just pulled it up here. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything for, like, three years. And there's nothing pending. Yeah, no, he is effectively retired. I mean, he returned for, like, a really small role in James L. Brooks's latest movie, How Do You Know, which I heard was just totally a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, prior to that, I mean, is it literally The Departed? Oh, no, it's Bucket List, Bucket right? Bucket List. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done, like, a thing here and there, but he is basically finished with working. So He was good in Wolf. He was. I wish that movie was better. Yeah. That's almost true of a bunch of these. Like, it's like, man, I wish this was better. But Jack Nicholson is great. I know. He's, like, he raises it up higher than it should be, probably. Yeah, like, I have watched middling movies because Jack Nicholson is in them. Well, I mean, like, The Departed. I didn't think that movie was that good. I mean... He was fantastic in it, though. He is fantastic in it. That, yeah, I've had issues with that movie since it came out. Because, like, I want to like it so much, and there are things I like about it a lot, but it kind of just doesn't quite work quite right for me. Like, it's like, no, I get it. There's one undercover in the mob, and there's one undercover in the But I don't care enough about any. And then, ah, then stuff happens. I don't know. Like, way it's together just doesn't ramp up right for me like maybe it is for somebody like somebody's ha- sitting on the edge of your seat having an amazing time every time they watch the part and they think it's amazing i just don't get that rush from it and i feel bad but uh, i wish it was better there are great scenes in it but it's like two and a half hours and there's not enough to make that completely work so yeah martin scorsese's made better movies you know since then and before so yeah i don't, I don't know how that happened but oh well that because guy. he's a better actor or act, better director. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, do yeah. do we want to like? I don't have a verdict on the Jack Nicholson question though, but I will investigate this further and watch a bunch of movies. I'm sure we'll have I, an answer at some point. <laughs> yeah, Five Easy Pieces. I've never seen it. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. I'm gonna say as good as it gets, just because it's right have, there in the title. Yeah, I have to watch it again. So I have I've seen it, but that was like maybe ten, twelve years ago. So it's hazy. It that movie's crazy. not that good, but he's fantastic in it. <laughs> I believe you because that seems to be what James L. Brooks is all about. It it's not that good, but there are good actors in it, so you kind of think it's good. Yeah. Because man, Terms of Endearment is not very good, but it won Best Picture that year so it must be good right must be good right and then you watch it and you're just like no this kind of just doesn't have anything to say about anything like the conclusion is cancer is sad so that's you know hey wallop it's true cancer is sad that's Um, some controversial opinions right there yeah that's that's really going out there like i i don't know it's just like families exist and are you know inspiring sometimes 
or something. Like it's just like really, yeah. Like broadcast news is okay, uh, maybe. Like that, the, I'll say that. Like that movie might actually have something to say. Um, but again, like a lot of it's just the strength of the performances. So yeah, I would not be surprised at all if it's as good as, as good as it gets is not that interesting long term. He puts that dog in like a garbage disposal chute, right? That's one of the best parts. Yeah. He he's obsessive compulsive, so he locks his door a bunch of times. Right. Yeah. So And he washes his hands a lot. Yeah. Is that like what's like I mean, it's like obsessive compulsive, narcissistic author guy falls in love for the first time. Right? Is that basically the story? Like he actually falls in love and feels bad about how he is and changes and then it's sweet and inspiring and then it's over. Um I think that's the movie. <laughs> I'm trying to kind of remember. I don't think it ends happily. It doesn't? Like, I don't think it necessarily, like, not like the happy ending you would think. Oh, gosh. So does Helen Hunt. Think, maybe it shot. does, actually. Maybe you're right. You know? Like, I'm, like, that's the thing, though. Like, I watched Terms of Endearment before, and I completely forgot that it tries to have a tragic ending. Yeah. So... Maybe it just doesn't take. Like maybe something totally horrific happens at the end of as good as get. Helen Hunt gets killed. You know, like there's a robbery that you know there's been this side plot with Greg Kinnear's character getting in trouble this whole time. But then who was home when the cr- criminals came? It wasn't her- him. It was Helen Hunt. She gets killed, and then Jack Nicholson's really upset. Maybe that happens. I think maybe. I'd be okay with that ending. Maybe that happens. I don't know. I don't think I just getting as it gets, but I might have. I don't remember. I hope you did. Yeah. Weird. Maybe I don't, you know, maybe I'll write that movie. And that, my friends, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Last, last call, I guess, for, for stuff. Um, so Kick-Ass, you revisited it, the comics. And the movie, the first movie. It was on Netflix, so. So Uh, That first movie's good. Okay, yeah. And all the best parts are Nick Cage. (laughs) Some, yeah, I would say... Like the the shootout in the warehouse is great, and his his final scene is amazing. And every part like, of him as a person, like him with the mustache, and yep, yeah, every, like every part he's it. in is the best part of that movie. Yeah, hot cocoa with marshmallows. Oh, that's so depressing. Yep, they never had that, but it actually kind of works. You know? Yeah, like, it's a little bad that they didn't get to drink that cocoa, but yeah, no, he's not in the second one, so. But hey, how did how, so you read the first comic book too? Like the, both of, of them, one okay. and two, yeah. Hey, what's but then there's also Hit Girl, right? I didn't like bother another, reading that because I didn't want to pay for it. Okay, but I guess that is also some some bits of that end up in Kickass too, the movie. Yeah, that is a thing, Hit Girl. Yeah, because all of, of all the it, stuff with Hit Girl in Kickass two, the movie, is yeah. not in the comic book. Right, it is focusing on what Kickass is up to. Right. With uh, you know, Captain Stars and Stripes and all those people. Okay, Whereas so Captain Hick- Stars and Stripes in the comic is two people, and they're brothers. Oh. So there's Captain Stars and Lieutenant Stripes. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they rolled both of them up into one. Are they that much more important than they are in the movie, or no? No, it's because um, Captain Stars gets killed, and Lieutenant Stripes is still there in the end fight. Oh, okay. So... See what they hear. Okay, hear me out. Here's what they should have done. Yeah. All right. You get Jeff Daniels. Yeah. He plays the other one. You reteam the two guys from Dumb and Dumber. One of them dies, and then you get the other one 
to avenge the death. And then you're like, wow, this is like at once a sequel to the Dumber and Dumber, but also like a weird riff on it. And it's also violent. It's also crazy. And you also get Jeff Daniels, who's kind of on a hot streak right now because Newsroom's pretty good. All right. So, hear me out. Okay. What do you got? You take Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And you replace him with anybody else in that fucking movie. Die. Because everyone else is just not as important as Jeff Daniels. Oh, okay. Too. Whereas I thought what you were going to say is what they actually did, whereas it's like, you take Jeff Daniels and you replace him with a dog. <laughs> that would be so good. Like, is Eisenhower or whatever in the book, too? Yes. Yeah, oh, so okay. there is that panel or whatever where they cut off their heads and put the dog's head on uh, Captain Stars' body. Okay. Yeah. Mark Millar, classy, gross stuff for you. Yep. Yeah, and there is the rape part. Yeah, even though that's just... not shown in the comic either. Oh, it's not shown. No, it's just kind of that's what happened. Yeah. So okay, okay. Um, that was never clear to me. Like people kept describing, like, man, the comic just goes way too far on this, and I'm just like, okay. And I didn't realize it's actually off off panel or whatever. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah. But okay. And um, um what else? The ending isn't as boring as Kick-Ass 2. The fight, or... No, the ending, ending. Like, you know like, how Kick-Ass 2 is just like, sometimes you're a hero, then sometimes you just take it off. Yeah, like his monologue thing, where it's just like, sometimes heroes have to stop being heroes, because that's the end of the movie, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Hit-Girl gets fucking arrested. Okay. And Kick-Ass is on the run from the cops, and... Wow, that's way more... <laughs> energetic than this is like that almost shows that the studio has no confidence that this will carry into a third movie so they're just like yeah let's make this a little more conclusive yeah because kick ass 3 is going to happen to finish off the story arc in the comic that's right for sure so i right. guess the studios are just like we're probably not going to make enough money to do another movie because we don't have the cage yeah like secret now they realize like the whole key the first time around was actually Nick cage he so. was the key all along he always yeah. is He's the key to Kick-Ass. But um, Kick-Ass 1, the comic book, and the movie follow very, very closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, except that, um, I can't remember her name. Is it Katie? Or whatever, his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, she's she not his not girlfriend. Him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in fact, she doesn't like him at all. She thinks he's creepy. And, like, sends spiteful text messages to him at the end. Yeah. Just, like, I'm not with you at all. Yeah. Like blowjob anyway <laughs> that is actually the classy moment from the comic anyway, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the box office for kick-ass 2 it is profitable now it's at 38 million and it costs 28 so maybe we'll get a third movie but i don't know do you want a third movie at this point um yeah why not like, what's the worst thing that could happen? People don't go see it, and I'm the only one that pays $10 for a good night out, then come home and forget about it? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Even though I had a middling at-best time with Kick-Ass 2, you'd probably convince me to go check it out one more time. Of course. You know, that could happen. Yeah. I'd, the thing is, there's no need to now. Like, there is a need for the next comic book series, for the mm-hmm. third volume, because of the way it ends. And, uh, oh wait, I'm just trying to remember. I think he actually does kill Red Mist. 
In the book? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, wait. He falls off a roof, and he broke his spine or something. Oh, okay. Maybe he doesn't kill him. Because, I mean, in the end of the movie, I guess spoilers, but whatever, he's in a hospital. Like, he's hurt. Yeah, no, Red Mist doesn't die. Yeah. So I keep calling him that. I I hate the the name of the motherfucker. That's so stupid. It's kind of childish. That's one of the things I really don't like about this comic book series either. And like the movies like it's based on them to and stuff. You, but kind of can't. It's very just like what you would hear. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense because the characters are kids. But it's mm-hmm. like what kids would come up with. And it's just fucking ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. And that, I... that final scene, man, with all the comic or the superheroes or whatever fighting against the supervillains in that movie. So fucking mm-hmm. stupid. Well, it's just not a very good fight scene. It's stupid. It looks ridiculous, and it's just nothing interesting happens. The only thing well, interesting happens is, of course, Mother Russia and Hit Girl. Right. I mean, I, I did compare it to a comic book convention in my review, and it just it, it honestly felt that way. It's just like it we're in a big warehouse, and there's a bunch of people here in costumes, and they're sort of fighting. Only but their it, costumes aren't as good as what you would find at a convention. Yeah, because they're not based on anything. So it's just like I have a shitty cape, and I don't know. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, that movie wasn't as fun as it wants to be. Oh, well. Yeah. So, there you go. Kick-Ass 2, Revisited. I'm going to say go ahead and buy the comics over watching the movies if you had a choice, though. Yeah, if you want to experience the story of Kick-Ass. And watch Kick-Ass 1 on Netflix. Yeah, read the comics and then watch Kick-Ass 1 and then be like, okay. There you go. Nick Cage is so good. He's he's in that. Even like, though I knew it was coming because I've seen that movie a few times now, that one part where he's just like, they should call him ass kick, and then he does a little giggle, that's still <laughs> like the best part of that whole fucking movie. Like he's like self-amused by his own terrible joke. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. He so good. absolutely perfect in that. Um, or switch to Robin's Revenge. That is amazing. That yeah, is that, so good. That <laughs> makes that scene is so good. That's a good scene anyway, but... Geez. His screaming is so good. <laughs> yeah. No, like, oh. I know I am a completely unabashed Nick Cage fan, but that is like a legitimate, entertaining performance from him. Like, I'm not saying go check out Bangkok Dangerous is great. Like, no, this this is actually good. No, I mean it's entertaining, and in like the context of what's actually happening, it's kind of cool because even though he's like burning alive, he's still helping his daughter like kill everybody. Yeah, he's in still his own like training. Way yeah. he's helping, and yeah, it's it's really great. So. There you go. Nick Cage, one of his finest moments. Kick ass. Check it out. Um, I watched Dread again. It's good. I like it. Yeah, there's not much more to say about that movie because it's really good. It's really straightforward. It's just dude goes in, solves a crime, but it's it's fun to watch. I think we actually talked about that when it came out, too, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's, it's, it's pretty slick. Go I hope back it. to that episode if you want to hear more. Yeah, um... And I guess briefly on video game stuff, uh, I played Runner 2 and got to the point where I'm no longer good at it, so I'm getting frustrated. I got to the point where I didn't even want to play anymore. Yeah, I got there too. It was in World 2 for me. So. Well, it was in World 2 for me just because I went through getting everything in World 1 and I got bored. Mm, okay. Like, I mean, they kind of keep giving you mechanics and keep giving you ways to get through obstacles, whereas I'd rather just have really fun stages that use the things you already have. Yeah, I'd rather have the basic things that you do. And then just make more challenging stages. And just more inventive music and whatever. Like, just 
do yeah, something. The music that. is not very good in comparison to Runner One. It almost seems like the same song. I, maybe. I don't know. Or just ends the same way all the time, so that's the point I'm kind of paying attention to it. Maybe it doesn't, like, scale with how fast you're going when you pick up the things. Or maybe I'm bad at it, so I'm not (laughs) getting good enough, like, combos or something to make it go crazy. Is that how it works? I have no idea. Like, I remember it in one, though, being so good. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, those BitDrip games, I always kind of admire like visually and kind of some of their presentational aspects, but then actually playing them aren't fun at all. No, those bit trip games are great for the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. They're just like, wow, it's like Pong, but it's all crazy. I gotta buy this. And then you're like, oh never mind. I just realized they're great convention games. Because like yeah. I played it at PAX and I had okay. the best time of my life because it mm-hmm. was only for five to ten minutes. There you go. Hey, you know what another game that's exactly like that is? Huh. Dive Kick. I believe it. Dive Kick looks stupid as shit. Okay, I I enjoyed my time with it at E3. You know, I played a couple fights. I was like, wow, this is great. And then I just bought it this past week and then played like an hour of it and went, oh my god, can you turn off this announcer? Because this is so annoying. How many times are they going to do the same joke over and over? And then the story mode, like fighting against AI, like is just no intense intensity to any of it. It just, I don't know. I do. Dave Lane worked on it, don't you know? He did, and he's in the credit sequence and all that. And that's Who fine. gives a shit? Giant like, Bomb fans. That's so fucking stupid. Giant Bomb. Yeah, Dot I know. Giantbomb.com. We've talked I'm, about this, how, like, who gives a fuck about Dave Lang? Have we? <laughs> yeah, we have. I don't know if it's been on air or not. Oh, okay. I don't remember having this conversation because, I mean, he's probably an affable guy or something. But... No, not that. The fact that it's, like, they always refer back to, like, these inside jokes or something, and it's, like... I don't know Dave Lang. That's not funny. Like, I don't care. What are you talking about? Like, explain this to me. It's like, oh, he's this guy we know. Okay. Right. Okay. Like, yeah, when that was kind of first revealed to me as, like, uh, at the PAX panel or something, I had no idea what was going on. But I just kind of play along because they're fun guys and whatever. Sure. But, like, they do that with, like, um... John Vignocchi. Yeah, and... Uh, the other guy. Come on. You know who Brad it is. Muir? No, I mean, Brad Muir is great. I like Brad Muir because he's actually great. Not no, but like they don't Brad... they don't even play up Brad Muir as much though. Uh, the guy that what the fuck is his name? They made an app for him, the Dance Central guy. John Drake. Yeah, they talk about him a lot too. Yeah, that's true. He works at Harmonix. He's he's a guy. I guess they go to a lot of Harmonix events and stuff too. So yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like you know super comfortable riffing on the in jokes of Giant Bomb because that's their thing. Like that's that's fine. No, but like what we're saying is like, okay, I don't get it. Like, yeah, I I, I didn't get it, and I still you know I still don't. <laughs> I still kind of don't. But I played Dive Kick, and all I know is like the story mode is really bad. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of unplayably horrible because like I mean, it is just you fighting the AI with this super stripped down fighting mechanics, and the super stripped down fighting mechanics on their you know that's a okay idea. That's fine. You know, it gets down to the last five seconds of intensity that games have during a good match by design. That's cool. But then, like, actually having to kind of just struggle through an arbitrary ladder of, like, five fights to get to the end is just not fun at all. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, it's really good at basically simulating competition, you know? Like, putting you on an equal playing field because no one needs to be that good at it because it's two buttons. Yeah. So 
you kind of get to skip all the years of learning how to do fireballs and all this stuff really well and get right down to the business and walk in and start playing against somebody and it's on. Like, it is a tense fight just because it's designed to be a tense fight. But when you're doing that against AI, there's literally no satisfaction whatsoever. It is just irritating every time you lose. Yeah. Like, it's not teaching you that much. Like, maybe you're sort of observing how the different characters move across the screen or something. But it's not the best way to learn that game. Like, really, online is the only mode worth even looking at. And on PlayStation, there's not a lot of people playing. So it's kind of frustrating. And I don't know. Like, I will still probably go back to it and play some more online. Or, like, if I meet up with people in person, I might play some dive kick with them. But the single player I'm done with, I'm not playing that. And the, the announcer, I will say again, I wish you could turn it off. Because, like, the, it is doing, like, this bad accent. It's like, dive kick. It's, it's like doing a bad Japanese accent. So it's kind of racist. So it's kind of racist. That is, but that's the joke. Sure. Um, and if you go into like the sound options, that's no, you do not get to turn that off. You have to hear our hilarious joke 10 times a fight. Great. And I mean, I don't want to be like a jerk about it because it's like a small kickstarted game and all this stuff. So what is, I I think we've had this discussion too. What does that matter? (laughs) I, I mean, I asked them on Twitter this morning, like, hey, is this going to be a thing? Can I turn this off? And they just said, like, no, it's not really in the plans or whatever. And I still felt kind of like a jerk for kind of being so snippy about a specific thing on their game. But I don't I don't want to hear it. It's just so repetitive because each fight defaults to five rounds, best of five. So you need to hear that dude shouting shit like so many times. And I guess in a, in a convention space, it is getting drowned out by this, the loudness of the convention or the fact that you were playing it for maybe at best five minutes. But if you're going to sit down with Dive Kick for like an hour, turn, like mute it and listen to a podcast or something. I don't know. Like the sound is just grating and annoying. And that's too bad because like some of the music's okay, you know, like whatever. But that that announcer voice totally kills it. Totally kills it. And then the, the yeah, on top of the like the story just being a series of like five fights or whatever. The dialogue is unskippable, and you just kind of watch, like, bad exchanges between two characters standing on a screen. Like, that is their story mode. And, I I mean, I paid $8, that's all I paid. It's not that much money, but I don't know. It's not as fun as I wanted it to be. Yeah. I just kind of decide in my mind at what point, like, novelty and kind of silliness is worth my time and money. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I like some people are like looking at this as just kind of a joke fighting game, and I think it's kind of tapping into something kind of clever. Which is great, but should I be spending money on it? Like, like I don't know. Not, I don't know. Like, For me. Unless, unless you're, yeah, unless you're guaranteed to be playing with people, then it's not going to work, kind of. Like, as a single-player thing, it is not fun. Well, I was thinking on Steam, so, like, internet's Maybe not an issue more fights going on because yeah like i got it on ps3 with kind of the notion like well it's got cross play so if i ever get a vita i can carry it around and playstation plus discount so it's eight dollars here as opposed to ten so okay and yeah maybe i made a mistake going that way but that's how it went mistakes happen mistakes happen mistakes were made were made yep um 
but hey, maybe your your mileage may totally vary if you if you're way more into fighting games or something, or don't mind like announcer voices being kind of terrible. In my opinion, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Just, just feel sad and tired thinking about it. It's just that makes me really glad that MOBAs don't have an announcer. Now that I think about it, don't they optionally kind of have? Nope. But like what? But I've heard that the Bastion guy can be an announcer in it. Oh yeah, but all they say is like your tower's being destroyed. Okay. But like there isn't somebody just like going crazy the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which but like it's not even the whole time. It is just the fighting game stuff. But because it's so stripped down, it is like twenty seconds. So you know, every twenty seconds you will hear him count down and say fight. Fight. You know, and then if someone wins, he'll announce who won. And then the next, you know, fight comes around, and he'll say Dave Kicker, and all this, like over and over and over. So that's just how it goes. That's just dive kick for you. My cat's rubbing his nose against the mic right now. Uh oh. Well, the bottom of the mic. He's okay. very happy. Cool. I yeah. just thought you should know that. So PlayStation Plus woes. Yeah. You are woeful. Um, that that's actually pretty much just the thing I said earlier about really wanting to play Infamous 2, but oh. not to actually play it. That's not really a PlayStation Plus issue, I don't think, though. Yeah, well... It's a place, like, hashtag PS Plus problems. Yeah, like, just for some alliteration. For my hard drive. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, if I want to play Hitman Blood Money, too, I can. It's 12 gigs. Why don't you just put a terabyte into your PS3? You're right. Just get a hard drive. I should. I will. You know, I've been. Th- I used to have a like. I still do, but it's in my old PlayStation, a 500 mega or gigabyte drive. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't even be enough anymore, I don't think, because with PlayStation Plus, I just want to download and install every game that's available. Yeah, just have it there for you. I mean, to their credit, they do have a cool new file system for that, so my games aren't like spread out all the way down on my XMB anymore. It's in a different file. Oh, wait, how do they work that? Because I've put everything in files myself. Oh, I don't know. It just defaulted to doing it. Maybe you could have done this for a long time. I just never did. But Oh, maybe you changed the sorting to, like, by format or whatever. Yeah, but I didn't consciously do that. I think it did that. Oh. Defaulted to that. And now it's like, oh, this is way better. Thanks, PlayStation, for making that decision for me. Yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, I mean, I also got, like, Star Wars Pinball as this week's one, and that was okay. I yeah. mean... Uh, Okay, that was okay, and I like digital pinball. It was also really frustrating as a Star Wars dork because they get a bunch of other actors to say the same lines, and I don't know why they would do that because, of course, I know exactly the cadence of Mark Hamill's voice when he said that. Like what? I know it's not right. You know, like it's like, you know, we got to go to the Dagobah system or something, like just dropping random lines, but it's not him, and you just know it's not him because you can tell. Say a line like Mark Hamill would in the movie. Well, I'm trying to like think of what a specific one, or like um, you know, it's I don't remember the actual number, but it's like you know Anthony Daniels, C3PO. It's being like the chances of successfully navigating an asteroid field are approximately seven thousand nine hundred twenty to one, but he says it wrong in the game, so I know it's not him. Like, how does he say it? Where does he put the infliction? Uh. It just—I don't know. It's a little. It's maybe a little more drawn out or a little quicker. Maybe it's a little quicker because it's like a pinball machine. Oh, but I don't think it's not like they took the sample and sped it up or anything. It's like they got a different guy to say it. And you, Weird. 
yeah. Or there's a bunch of examples of that. Or like Darth Vader is just not right. But you know, they, there's been a lot of approximations of Darth Vader before, so I'm kind of more used to hearing him. So it's like ah, it's like Chad Vader or somebody. So that's okay. Chad Vader. Yeah, like they actually hired that guy for the Force Unleashed games. Oh really? Awesome. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's people out there who can do a good Darth Vader, but it's just like that. There's someone trying to do a Luke Skywalker, which is just like dude's voice is kind of weird. Or like a Han Solo. There's a couple lines in there that aren't right. I don't know. Like, it's just a weird thing to kind of even put in the game because anyone who's interested enough in a Star Wars in general will kind of probably remember the big quotes from it. Mm-hmm. So maybe more people are getting annoyed, or maybe this is a very hyper-specific thing. I guess also they have a Boba Fett table, and because, you know, hey, George Lucas's thing that he does, it's all, like, the guy who played Django's voice. Awesome. Because they're clones, so it's the same guy, so that makes sense, but you know it's not. that's that 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 just like kind of is pressing that crotchety yeah that i have sure which, ugh, i remember who it was i mean i obviously you're not going to get the, the original guy from empire because i think he might even be dead but because i think he might even be dead he might be i don't know actually this brings up another thing i wanted to talk about quickly because we didn't talk about it two weeks ago or whenever the hell it happened okay ducktales remastered Oh, man. Okay. So bad. It's just not fun at all. Okay. I've I've definitely heard that sentiment, but as someone who has no knowledge of, like, what that game was or anything... Let's see, DuckTales on the NES was my favorite game growing up. Okay, but what did they do wrong here? Cause, like, they, I've heard... they remade the game! But, but isn't it basically the same? Yeah, and that's a problem with, like, new controllers, new technology, new sensibilities... They, like, remade the game, only they put some things, like, weird things everywhere. Like what? So maps are a bit different, because they don't want the maps to be, like, the regular three or four minutes or whatever. So now, to go through them, you have to collect certain things and do certain things. And, like, I'm just trying to think of a specific one. In the Amazon level or whatever in the original game you can basically just keep going right and then go up and then just like go to the boss or whatever in this game you have to collect like eight golden coins or something that are throughout different parts of the level so they make you visit the whole level which is fine or whatever but it just feels so much longer and the problem is when you die in that game you have to start all the way back at the beginning or whatever of the level and this wouldn't be a problem if the levels weren't like 20 minutes to finish each instead of the original NES game, which only took maybe five. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's just kind of annoying, and the voice acting is terrible. Thank God you can skip the cutscenes, otherwise, oh my god. Because there's so much dialogue. There's okay. so much dialogue, and there's no story there. It's literally... Here, I'll tell you the story. Scro- Scrooge McDuck is trying to get his fucking fortune back. They're done. Right. So why draw that out with all sorts of dialogue? In every it? level, in every little checkpoint area for like five minutes. I know. This is the, this is the main criticism I heard that definitely did sound kind of gross to me. Cause, but it's also such a weird thing because like the thing that stuck out to me was like, wow, why did they phone up all these 98-year-old people to, oh, dude. to get them back in to do their original characters that they made famous in the late 80s and early 90s? Like, that's kind of amazing. 
but why did they make no, him dude, do all this so terrible bad. dialogue? Scrooge yeah. sounds like he's on his deathbed, and it's and the worst way to is. it's the worst way to remember a beloved uh, animated character. character. Yeah. Like when I remembered him, the last thing I watched him in that was kind of recent would have been the Treasure of the Lost Lamp or whatever that movie they made that was actually basically just a double episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, love that movie. It's so good. And um, yeah, the whole time he's very like normal Scrooge McDuck. He's very yeah. adventurous and kind of a strong old man. In this, he's like, oh, alas, I just want to die. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like he's dying. I don't want to remember that. That's terrible. Yeah. He's like 94 or something. So, yeah, it seemed like a really weird creative decision to kind of go to those lengths to get all that to happen when it's kind of a really bad idea. Huey, Dewey, and Louie sound perfect, though. Still. Okay. okay. So that's fine. But, I mean, who gives a shit? It's a video game. Let me play the game. I don't want to hear you talk. Like, let's stop the action. Let's hear these guys talk for a little bit in this like kind of barely plotted cartoon. I will say my fears, I think I echoed before this came out, was that I didn't like the use of 3D backgrounds with 2D sprites in the front. Yeah. It's totally okay. So I'm okay, okay with that. So it doesn't look terribly bad. I still would have preferred a fully animated 2D, just like beautiful, beautifully animated levels mm-hmm. in HD. But I mean... It might have been too much to ask for. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I mean, I heard the sprites look really nice. The sprites are, yeah, they're phenomenal. They're really good. Yeah. But no, there seemed to be a collective groan of disappointment when this came out. And I I don't know enough about it to know why, but that's a shame. And the problem is there's still, like, the it's so hypocritical and hard to explain. You kind of have to be one of those people that grew up with something and loving it and still love it. Yeah. And then seeing it mirrored back again, just like hating it, it's hard to explain. But um, I got used to the NES controls. I got used to the cane not working very well unless you were like holding down at certain spots or whatever. I got used mm. to the feel of the game, right? Right. Going into this, I still have that feel of the game. However, it's still clunky and it bothers me that I'm playing a game on the PlayStation 3 with like that I paid for $15 that uses basically the exact same coding in almost every way of the original property that I own already. Right. I don't know. It's really hard to explain. Maybe I want, maybe I don't really know what I wanted. Maybe I wanted uh, like re-envisioning more than the game again. Like just do something totally different with this. Yeah. But, it's still kind of got pogoing in it or like it's got some of the stuff that makes this interesting. Or if you were going to go like that far, maybe just like with street fighter two, when they did the turbo HD remix or whatever. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was good, but it was basically street fighter redrawn and that was it. So maybe Mm -hmm. like, instead of putting all this extra stuff in, just redraw the sprites and give me the original ducktales again. And that, that way it doesn't feel like it, should be a new property, but rather just the HD remake, like literally of like this. Go old for game. a pixel for pixel, like not pixel for pixel, but like recreate this exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe this is how I kind of felt about that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time remake. Oh, dude, that's how everybody felt about that. Yeah, well, Shelled. where it's just like, wow, this is like just reminding me enough of how great this other thing was, but it's wrong, and it's so wrong. 
And it's hard and to explain to anybody that has doesn't. It's like, what do you mean? It's 3D. It's got more stuff. It's like, I don't. This is all horrible. This is offensive. No, like, even though it plays with that specifically, even though Reshelled plays the exact same control wise, yeah, it feels it's wrong. wrong. It just feels wrong, looks wrong, sounds wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. No, I get what you mean. Yeah, like it's like if to anyone who doesn't have any of the context, it's just like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And you're just like, well, okay, but I know what it looked like, and this is wrong. And suffice to say that if you didn't like the original Ducktales, you won't like this. If you okay. like the original Ducktales, you probably won't like this. Like, there's just not enough for going for it on its own as a platformer to make it interesting. Even maybe if you were interested in the original Ducktales but were too young, and this is kind of like your version of what I grew up with, because mm-hmm. like you're growing up with this now, that might be okay. Okay. And then you'll know you'll be the crotchety old fuck on the internet in 20 years. <laughs> That'd be so great if like there's this weird following around this game. Or it's like, no, nah, man, DuckTales 2013 remastered was awesome. It's like, okay. But I, I hope that happens. Though. I hope I when I'm 50 years old, like yeah. I'm putting this on the internet so you know it's going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. When I'm 50 years old, I hope that I am reading reviews of another DuckTales remake and people are just screaming saying how the 2013 one is better. Because mm-hmm. that was the generation it was made for. Like the NES version was what like I was the generation that was made for. Because mm-hmm. that game wasn't very good. Like, if we want to talk about shitty controls and kind of, like, tired designs and some levels and stuff, like, that game wasn't great, but I loved it growing up. It's one of the first games I had. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe it's the same way for someone else. The nostalgia thing is maybe hitting too hard, but I objectively can say that the DuckTales remastered is not worth your time or money. That's a shame. Yeah. Video games letting us down this week. It's too bad. You know what is worth your time and money? If you go Gone to pencil-response.com and go su- slash support, mm-hmm. you can donate that money to us. Whoa. So it helps with server costs. So there you go. Take time. that fourteen ninety nine you were going to spend on DuckTales and give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We're ad-free. Yeah. We are only advertising ourselves here. Because for the love of God, people, help. We need help. Actually, we don't really need help. We're doing fine. Right. It's one of those things that, you know, full day job. Actually, we could be doing better. So if you donate and I can quit my day job, I can promise there would be better stuff. But if you can't, if you can't do that, use the Amazon link. Someone did. Cool. Someone used it and it was actually Ben from Spaghetti Cast. He bought a Nicholas Page, uh, Nicholas Cage pillow. Whoa. Yeah, awesome. it's a pillow with Nicolas Cage's faces right on it. I didn't know that existed, so... It does exist, and we got 60 cents out of it. Awesome. Look yeah. at that. He's a that's... team player right there. Yeah. And you know what? That's the best 60 cents ever made, because not only did we get it, but we took it out of Amazon's pocket, and he still got Nicolas Cage on his bed. Mm-hmm. So he... He can actually say he sleeps every night with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Everybody Who, wins. Everyone involved. Including Nicolas. But, you know, they're huge, so it's okay. Fuck Amazon. Actually, well, no, use their link. Well, buy a thing from them, so actually we help, too. Yeah. Use the link. It's use just, the link. It's like stealing. It's legal stealing, people. But if you don't want to use that link, you can follow us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Where are you located, Nathan? Uh, I am uh, Krasnor on the internet, so that's K-R-A-Z-N-O-R. That's on Twitter. You can probably just type that in Google and then click on any link it brings up, right? Yeah, most of those are me. Most of them. Okay, hold on a sec. Krasnor. Yeah. This is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got your Twitter profile, your giantbomb.com profile. Yeah, your, I'm on there. Your rainbow-dash.net profile. All right, that is also a <laughs> thing the, I have. That's the third one. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Steam community ID. Yeah, you're okay. on Steam. Actually, we have a Steam group, too. You can join that for Dota Play. Well, for anything, really. It's open now. It was closed before to invite only. Oh, weird. My third one is screened.com, but okay. Okay. Your fourth yeah. one, or fifth one for me is screened.com. You're on Formspring. You have a fan club on Facebook run by Peter, or That's Mario true. 64 Mario, I guess. Mm-hmm. Your Last X- M, Raptor. Xbox.com. Xbox.com. These are all me, so check check it out. Um, This, this YouTube thing, though, this is not me. No? I am Krasnor G on YouTube. Oh, man. Oh, interesting. I got to see what this is all about here. Eight out of ten cats. (laughs) Fantastic. I swear that is not me. I'm also not this deviant art page. He also has zero subscribers, whoever this is. Oh, wait, but first anniversary, one of the videos they uploaded has ten views. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, wait, she is the WGM 101 views uploaded three years ago, 43 seconds. Mm-hmm. So that is not you. That is not me. Okay. Who are you on YouTube? I'm Krasnor G. So same thing, but with a G at the end. Yeah. What does yeah. the G stand for? Uh, Gardalos. It was a reference That's to right. uh KOTOR character I made. <laughs> there you go. It's just so obscure. Gaming history. It's not even just like Shepard or something in the Mass Effect universe or like Snake or something. It's like a character you made in KOTOR. I love it. Yeah. Wow, weird. And now I'm also just like that weird thing of looking up your own internet footprints. There's some strange stuff on here. Yeah. So look up Wait, his internet what? footprints. Okay. This is not me. I, I don't know what Silky Venom is, but it's not me. <clears throat> I don't believe you. Okay, anyway. Silky Venom. Pony FM, that is probably me. What? Wait. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is me, but I don't remember signing up for this at all. Oh, this is probably so I could comment on the... Anyway. Hey, guys. Yes. Is also a thing. You can follow me at Exposure, E-X-F-A-U-X-S-U-R-E. Again, just Google that, and I don't think there's even a second one. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think so, anyways. For me, favstar.fm is my first thing that pulls up, and I don't know why. Perfect. I didn't even know I was part of Favstar. <laughs> me neither, but some of my tweets were in there, so that was weird. So it, it must um, be bots that just automatically populate. Like Yeah, so it's they, like, oh, we've we've found the most favorited and retweeted tweets from this person, so now we'll make a list. Um, But yeah. My I, sorry, I didn't get blog. to... I didn't get to mention this earlier, but uh, I just kind of want to say that the Kurt Russell movie Breakdown is really cool. Yeah. I finally watched it and was really, really impressed. So Good. Just a tight 95-minute like little thing. Dude, something goes wrong. Dude has to deal with it. 
takes care of it. It's awesome. Just takes really satisfying. Just gets it done. Yeah, but it's kind of tense. It, I don't know. It it was a nice little thriller. I, I had a great time. So check that out this week. That's, that's the movie I recommend the most from this week. I'd recommend probably The World's End. The World's End is also <laughs> fantastic. You're right. But, and <laughs> I feel I, like I, I mean, should probably recommend that one, actually. Well, but I don't know. I was sitting around for 16 years not watching this movie, and then finally it's just like, oh, wow, look at that. Kurt Russell. So I'm, I'm going to stick with my breakdown recommendation. You can follow me on Pinterest, too. Pinterest? Apparently, what? I have an account there still. Okay. Maybe don't look up my Reddit activities. Don't no? You? Maybe not. Uh-oh. I'm totally Maybe. looking them up now, hey? Well, it, is it just my upvotes and downvotes, or...? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Is there something you want to tell the class? No. Will you tell me after? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm so curious now. That sounded right. so bad. Also, um, on YouTube, I'm XFS1000. I post stuff on there sometimes. Not very often, okay. though. Gotcha. There's a video of me catching Pokemon in the in a video game and getting overly excited about it. It's, I don't know. It's fucking embarrassing, actually, kind of, but whatever. Anyways, that's it for us this week. Talk to you guys later. 